Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci. On this Twisted Tuesday edition of the program, college basketball tip-off Tuesday. Full slate of basketball, lighter night in the NBA, but we got a cool one in the late night hours with Milwaukee and with Portland. We'll talk some NFL uh, football. I'm sure things will get controversial and crazy at one point uh, or another over the next uh, three hours that we'll be with you. We'll talk some DFS a little bit uh, later on. George Kurtz. Uh, will join us. Uh, George Kurtz, of course, a Dallas Cowboy fan. That's uh, that's not good for him. The Islanders um, are winning. That is good. He's an Islander fan. Who would have thought that the Islanders would bring him more joy uh, than the Cowboys would uh, this year? And uh, I was talking this morning on a morning show about George Steinbrenner, and uh, Steinbrenner's up for the Hall of Fame. And kind of seems like he should be a Hall of Famer, but it also looks like he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Should he be a Hall of Famer? Uh, George Steinbrenner, so a lot of stuff to hit with uh, George Kurtz because he's a Yankee fan as well. So a lot of the topics of the day today, Kurtz is actually a fan of. I'm a fan of Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? No, no, Kurtz, yeah, he'll get fired up about everything. And Islanders almost got it done last night, lost in a shootout. But we talked about it on the show, man. Wow, that Cowboys team, man. I, I, it's it's just weird watching that offense. So predictable. Run, run. Little out, run, run. Like, they don't do anything that's creative. or like It's not just Garrett. It's the offensive coordinator as well. These guys, like, Tennessee, actually, a lot of the time, they knew what was coming before it came, buddy. I'm glad we were finally on the right side. Well, I'll tell you what. The Tennessee Titans aren't going to out-create a lot of people uh, yeah, with the style yeah. of football that good, they play. Good, but good point. They were just more creative and unpredictable. Uh, that the Dallas Cowboys were. I cannot believe that Scott Linehan still has a job today. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Especially considering, you know, Jerry Jones, you figure he's got to blame somebody uh, for this. And, you know, he's heavily reluctant, obviously, to fire Jason Garrett for one reason or another. And I don't even think they should fire Garrett right now. Like, what are you going to do, fire Garrett midseason right now? Like, what's that going to prove? I would replace Garrett in the offseason, though. Oh, definitely. Like, Garrett, you're not going to win with Garrett, but... The Cowboys' problem, like you said, is their offensive coordinator and then it's their owner. Listen, Jared, J- J- Garrett's not the guy. Jason Garrett's never winning a Super Bowl as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but you know this. Everyone knows this. Jerry Jones wants a yes-man. He doesn't really want a football coach. He doesn't want a guy. He's, you know, Most coaches are like, I'm doing it my way. We're playing who I want to play. We're going to bench who I want. And Jerry Jones is a de facto coach of that team. The only thing that's missing is he doesn't call the plays on the sideline. But other than that, like, he runs that franchise. So no real credible football coaches, you know. 
it's a sexy job because it's the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not going to say no coach, but you need a unique personality that gets along with Jerry Jones. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. Not many people are. like. I, then you look at the other sideline with a guy like Vrabel who actually played. You know, the guy went to Ohio State. He coaches. Like, that's a guy, like, he's a football player. And if some guy, if some owner's going to talk, even if he's got a lot of money, you tell him to shut shut up. He'll say, we're doing things my way. You're absolutely correct about Garrett. I don't know. Maybe he knows where the bodies are buried, where the pitchers are, because you'd think with this team. Oh, he's got a lot legacy. of dirt on Jerry. Oh, he's got, he's got so much. He's been around Jerry. He's been around Jerry a lot. Like, I know. That's the, that's, yeah, like these, these yeah, cruises. No, 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 like, but it does, it does, it doesn't matter. What's he gonna do? Like you think he's gonna like tell all no. after he'll never get no. a job again. I, I know, I know. I'm just I'm just saying though, he's obviously a guy that Jones can trust because a lot of other guys he wouldn't be dealing with. It's just that simple. Like, yeah, you said it, the ultimate thing, the guy's a yes man. He's gonna tell do what uh, he what he's told to do. But this team for, for for being America's team, like you talked about it, like and, and it's not even getting any better. It's getting worse. So, you know, sure Cooper had a touchdown earlier in that game, but I just, I just look at the Dallas Cowboys, too, and I really like Sean Lee, Gabe, but you know what? He, and he's a real battler when he's on the field. He's hurt all the time, like even on the defensive side he of the ball. He gets hurt every play. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's, just, he's, a good, he's a good player when there, but he's out all the time, not just a little bit of the time. He's, he's out all the time. So well, Last night, know, the man. Cowboy defense, we can talk about the offense, but their the defense defensive line got pummeled. Their, def- their defensive line made a couple nice plays earlier in that game, but, yeah, but Mariota, great, great. Just just with the beautiful, like, take-backs, the, the run-pass option plays, like, you know what I mean? And he waited to the la- very last second to do those things. Like, I was even watching going, oh, my God, it's a magic trick out there. Tennessee had a great game plan. Kudos you know what, that. though? Yeah, they did. And, you know, Tennessee really didn't do anything. They didn't do anything special. You know what they reminded me of, actually, last night? They reminded me of the Denver Broncos when they won the Super Bowl. It was freaking frustrating. Like, they never really did anything. Yeah, C.J. Anderson would run for like four yards, and had, Peyton Manning was old. But I remember in that Super Bowl, and I, I, I go back to that game a lot. But I just remember, I was like, man, this guy can't throw the ball like further than seven yards. But he's really good at throwing at seven yards. <laughs> like, it was Very one true. of those deals where <laughs> no, it really was. And it was they like, were all yeah, ducks. Manning can't really burn you deep. <laughs> yeah, but they were smart ducks. It was like you didn't yeah. know whether they were going to the right side of the field, the left side of the field. And that's the thing that Tennessee sort of had. It was like they kept it really simple. You know what I mean? Mariota will roll out and just sort of dump it off five yards in front of them to somebody and let them make a play after. You know, they, it, it was effective last night for Tennessee, but only because they were really playing the Dallas Cowboys. Like there's not a lot of teams that you can play as methodical like that because you're going to find yourself trailing at some point. And then, well, well you can't play methodical football anymore. And, you know, they just did a good job of keeping Dallas in front of them all game. Yeah, I'm just amazed that Linehan still has a job. But like you said, it was good to be on the right side of it. And you know what, Cam? I actually got screwed hard last year. And it was a vicious snowstorm in Buffalo. And yeah, it was that, that game that, against the Colts. That happens. It was a game against <laughs> oh, the Colts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the missed field goal, so, the shanks. Oh, yeah, great game. No, but it, it, was like, it was like impossible to see the uprights. Like, they went for an onside. Uh, they went for the. Um, they went for the extra point a couple of times. Then they realized this ain't happening. Yeah, we and can't do this. Going for twos. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. So it's like blinding snow. And the same day, it was like one of the first days. It was like in December. It was one of these sort of weather doesn't really have an impact on football anymore. You know, there's global warming. We're in November right now. It's not even that cold, really. 
It used to be different, but now, even now, you know, there'll be one week this year where it'll be crappy and snowy and wet and stuff and windy. So it was one week last year it happened. And I remember looking at the book and saying, oh, my God, man, they have the long field goal props up at 44 and a half still, 45 and a half. I was like, the coaches, they're not even going to attempt a 45-and-a-half-yard field goal, let alone make one. So, of course, I won, and I actually put a nickel on it. So, or 400 bucks on, like, uh, the long field goal under. There was no long field goal under in, in um, you know, uh, under or over in the football game. So, I was outraged when it was graded a push. And they told me since there was no field goals in the game, there is no long field goal prop bet. Which leads me to last night. We actually got a push. Now, check the account. Now, we should have gotten a push, which is very, very strange because they tried to kick a field goal in the game, the 38-yarder. He missed. Yet, since there was no field goals made, the long field goal prop bet is not in play, which is very strange. And I got screwed for like 850 bucks on this last year, but I guess I got 50 bucks back last night in a push, if you can confirm right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check right now. But And I will say something else, too. The book rarely makes a mistake. I was going through your records. You got graded a win, and actually uh, the field goal, the longest field goal in, the, in that game was 43, but it was 43 and a half. And they, they caught, hey, once in a while, I, I don't remember any time the book has given me anything, like in my favor, I'm always calling them to complain about horses or something like that. So, you know, it's absolutely insane, man. But we'll see what's going on here. I'm going to log into your account, and we'll uh, figure this one out here. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, it happens once in a while, but they'll screw you back after. Of course they will. They'll get, they'll get, they'll get <laughs> it back. Like, they'll, they'll it's hap- it's it happened back. to me with this It's happened to me with this specific book where even like four days later, man, they, they pin it. And uh, they're like, oh, by the way, you know, we refunded you $43 that we were supposed to. And, yeah, for uh, sure. We're, we're taking it out of your account. They're but very, I hit the teaser. Sharp. I hit yep. the teaser, and then there should be the push as well. Okay. Yeah, I see. I just got on the hair, and I'm logging in. Da, 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 da. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Yeah, it's interesting. I, ho- I hope you're right on that one. You're right. I think there actually has to be a field goal made. Okay. We have. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. Okay. Well, what is okay, there? One seventy or one seventy-seven eighty-three. So we'll go exactly. So that that's it. No, that's the teaser, and that's the teaser, and that's the refund on the long field goal prop. Let's take a look here. Settled, settled sports bets. Let's see what they got to show these, show these turkeys. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Knicks. Yeah, Knicks. They lost. Fallon was zero point one seconds left. Yeah, that's my that's my bad. But my hey, the Devils won at plus one fifty. That was good. Yeah, the over in the basketball game. No, yeah. So teaser Tennessee to the over. Yeah, return one twenty three eighty five and over. Yeah, push. Yep, fifty uh, fifty. You get your fifty bucks back exactly. Now to me. It, well, listen, I'll, I'll admit, like, I'll take it, but I don't think it even should be a push. It should be a loss. I agree. Like, just though, like, I should have won last year. The bet isn't, like, it should say, I got, into an, I got into a vicious argument with them for, like, an hour about this. And I don't really argue with sports books that much anymore. I just sort of accept it and move on. But I, like, told them, listen, if you bet a long field goal prop and you say under, and there's no... Like, if there's no field goals, that means there, it went under. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know I mean? there's no like, – that, that means there was there's, no long field goal prop. Yes. Like. There was no field goal in the game. It says longest field goal. It doesn't say yes. – there's no other language in it. You're right. Like in That's what law, I said. No, I you're said right. you, you you're, should word right. it. Will there be a field goal attempt in the game? Will there be yes. a field goal made? Like, there's a yes. million props you could have bet. I didn't bet that prop. I bet, and it's under. 
Like, if you state, yes, there will be no field goal of 45 and a half yards, and there's no field goals in the game, to me, you win that bet. Like, there yes. was no long field goal. Well, that's what they do, and you know, come Super Bowl time, when they have the extravagant props, always look at the wording. People get, we get screwed all the time, Moran. So you know we've done, we've done, oh, it never, it was this. I got screwed I, in the Olympics, this. bro. Once, sure. once a pretty big book screwed me hard in the Olympics, they said that I bet the, uh, the overall winner and not the meat winner, but it said meat. Like, like you said, though, like they, a lot of the, a lot of props are open-ended, actually. They, they could really just, there's not fine print, you know, like there's fine print rules for teasers and parlays, but when you get into somebody's props, hell, even at the FanDuel Sportsbook, like, they, they were confused because it said LeBron James, 30 or more points. So I said, well, what does that mean? I said, if he scores 30 points or more, right? So 30 is the win. And they're like, no, no, it's got to be 31, more than 30. I said, then you should have just worded it like 29 and a half or yeah. 30 and a half. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand this. Like, 30 or more, but 30 is a loss. So it's not 30 or more. Just no. say 31. 30 or <laughs> like, more, if it's on 30, is a push. It's very simple. Like, yeah. what, what are we, stupid? No, no, like, but they no. were like, no, 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 no. It means 31, no, which I basically mean, told the yeah. guy, well, it would make more sense if you just set the total at 30 and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, without confusing everybody on this. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a little trick because they think, oh, maybe some people will think it's 30 points. Uh, and uh, But it's just it's the wording of some of this stuff. And maybe maybe they just, you know, some of the people that do it don't have experience and, you know, they don't really realize they need to word it. But anyways. We end up getting the push there on the long field goal prop. I'll take it, even though, listen, it doesn't even out. I got screwed for way more than 50 bucks last year on this prop, but I'll take the return. <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got, if they're going to give you anything, you take it. But you said it. These guys, and they're a huge book, too, one of the biggest in the world. you got to reword that stuff. Don't leave things open-ended. Like, it's, it's legalese that is always in their favor. You know what I mean? You can argue and bitch all you want. What are you going to do? Oh, you know, I was stoned. I was drunk or whatever. We know guys who have, like, been banned from books before. Oh, I had too much to drink before I clicked. Like, everything, you know what I mean? Like, it's just these guys, Gabe, and and the rules and regulations. You can say what you want. I've been screwed out of, like, thousands. And uh, remember, I, I like, I won, I've won a pick four in a horse race that didn't get paid because there, there are certain parameters in the books. Oh, this much per race and whatever. It's nuts. It's nuts, man. Like, that's the thing, everybody. It's kind of like... The big, big guide, you should. You almost have to go through it and read it because everything is worded in their favor. That's just that's just life. So, yeah, George Kurtz uh, will join us. A lot of stuff to hit with court, uh, Kurtz. We got college yep. basketball uh, tip-off. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are dealing with an internal issue right now as their players were secretly um, taped and uh, videotaped and put on YouTube them ripping the team as they were in an Uber in Arizona during a recent road trip. <laughs> and, yeah, basically, you know what? I'll send a video to Yang to play a little bit later on. Now, fortunately for them, they didn't say anything, like, really crazy. Like, they didn't, you know, there's nothing over the top. There's nothing racial. There's nothing, you know, like, sexual. They didn't say anything about anyone's wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, you never know, like, when you're secretly recording six hockey players. That's a good point. Like, but in, the in the past, the players used to sleep, sleep with the coaches and other players' wives. It was they're just ripping, kind of part yeah. of the course. <laughs> they're ripping the coaches. That's what they're doing. They're basically, the Ottawa Senator players are basically, and there's, like, five or six of them in, like, an SUV Uber. And 
they don't appear to be wasted, really. They're going out. Like, they're, so, I don't know, maybe they had a few drinks, but they're not, they're not hammered, really. Like, they're talking pretty co- coherently. And the Uber driver's just sitting there sort of, like, acting like he's not paying attention, but he's actually got a camera running. And then the, the, the Uber driver put it on YouTube after. What a which, whatever, dude. Like, if you think, okay, you know what I mean? You're the Uber driver. People just think you're, you're kind of a, an, an asshole. And... I don't know what's going to happen with Uber right now. I don't know. Like, he probably lose his job with Uber. I mean, if you're Uber, you don't want people. People aren't going to want to take Uber if they think that anything that they say in the back of an Uber is going to yeah. end up on YouTube. I'm with you, man. Like, I, in my Uber driver, a lot of the time, you know, you get into a conversation about something. If you like the guy, yeah, I, I want to be able to trust my guy. I don't want him to tape my conversation. I'm with you. You know, or else I'll just shut up for the whole trip and not Especially your place then. of business. Like, yes, how many people yes. have said, oh, yeah, this, yeah, this my boss sucks. Dick. That, guy's, yeah. that guy's an idiot. Yeah. Gearbox. Yeah. Like, I you know. start talking to someone, like, you almost get set up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? no, we, we could call it a it like the, Remember the, the cash? It was the cab uh, confessional. Remember there used to be a show like that? Yeah. It was actually a pretty good show. <laughs> it was. Like, pe- people would get into a taxi, and taxi driver would pay them. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, yeah? Come from work? You married? Next thing you know, yeah, my wife's cheating on me, man. Or like, yeah, I'm cheating on my wife. And yeah, I'm coming, going to the strip club right now. Remember Homer? There was an episode in The Simpsons. Homer was drunk, and he basically said he regretted having kids in a, in a cash cap in the, in the confessional. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, nice to have Yang back. Good, uh, good job, yeah, Yang. Yeah. Wish uh, the best to uh, Yang's mother. Successful surgery yesterday. I know. I told him some good news. I like that. I like good news. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Uh, I don't know if George Kurtz calls in. Does uh, does George Kurtz yeah. uh, call in, or do we uh, do we call? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he right, calls in. I guess we got hey, hey. He does the he does all the the fantasy updates here, and all this all stuff. Right. Yeah. Hey George, there you oh, are. Here he is. He's already there. <laughs> wow, he's quick. George Kurtz, what's going on, George? Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to the, uh, the end of the last segment, and you know, you're talking about uh, you know the Homer Simpson episode where he says he doesn't want kids or anything. I love the commercial <laughs> yeah, that's on that one? air now. But did you know? Have you seen the commercial that's on on air now? And the uh, they, I guess they're asking the guy his number one fantasy, and he goes, "Oh, you know, I just I leave everything. No wife, no kids, just get away." And then they're like, <laughs> "Your number one fantasy pick." Oh, oh, Todd Gurley, yeah, Todd Gurley. That's, right. <laughs> so, that's a awesome. great commercial. Yeah, that's like Homer was all wasted in the back of a cab, but it was sort of the setup too. The driver, how you doing, buddy? And like they just sort of like they bait you in to start talking. He's like, how you doing? He's like, I'm going home to my lousy, stupid kids. He goes, one minute you want to be a playboy photographer, and the next thing you know, you're just another schnuck at the factory. <laughs> like Homer's, Homer's breaking down and passing out in the taxi. But, uh, 
Yeah, so what do you make of this, George? The Ottawa Senator players are in an Uber. And honestly, if I was a Senator team, I'd be happy it's not worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, they criticized a couple of coaches. It could have been a lot worse. Like, you imagine if they were saying, you know, that Gary Batman, you know, he that <laughs> effing this, that dumb midget. Or imagine if they said, oh, God, man, I hate, you know. Let's just say they're in Arizona and they're driving. They're like, man, look how much nicer it is here. God, oh, do I ever hate Ottawa. Like, they didn't rip the local city. They didn't say anything, like, racial. They didn't say anything offensive. They just basically said, and I got to be honest, George, as a Cowboy fan, that you are, it almost sounded like they could be talking about Jason Garrett. He says, we never adjust. We never change anything. He goes, you notice when they run video in meetings, they just sort of commentate on what already happened. (laughs) He goes, we never change anything ever. He goes, why do we even bother having meetings? I haven't paid attention in three weeks. That's what Matt Duchesne is saying. But he can almost, like, replace Jason Garrett in that, like, for lack of adjustments, et cetera. It's probably, what, a quarter of the coaches out there in professional sports that just don't really know what they're doing or don't know how to make adjustments? I mean, Jason Garrett's a perfect example. I think everyone's been saying it for years. Des Bryant's not wrong with what he's saying. How he went about it, he was wrong. We've talked about this. But what he said wasn't wrong. Same thing here. I don't think they're wrong. I mean, you might have wanted to realize. I think players nowadays just have to assume everything's being recorded. Everything. Everything's going to get out there. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Snapchat, you know, all the Speaking Snapchat, in front of a stranger in, in an Uber is not smart if you're the players. No, come on. You we know, all see taxi cab sort of confessions. That's what I'm saying. What a great show that was. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, Uber confessions. I don't know. I think Uber Uber's not happy. They're looking into this. They don't want people to think they're being spied on when they when they get into Ubers. So their exact words was so Senator's assistant coach Martin Raymond was a frequent target of the players. Marty Raymond, the only coach in NHL history to have the worst power play and the worst PK in the same calendar year, says Matt Duchesne. You notice when Raymond runs the videos, if you actually pay attention, he doesn't really teach you anything. He just commentates on what's happening. He goes, we never change anything ever. I don't even know why we have meetings. I haven't paid attention in weeks. Um, that's pretty much like the worst of it. And the other guys are just basically saying, it's an effing joke, man. And like they're sort of agreeing with them and stuff. So I think in the end it could have been worse. Ottawa State that, um, you know, nothing is more important to us than uh, everyone buys in and everyone's fully committed. We have confidence in Marty Raymond's coaching and the effort and determination of our team. And now we get word, too, that the Senators knew about this tape, actually, that they were just waiting for it to drop, and I guess it just dropped today. As I stated, it could have been worse, except the Ottawa Senators, Cam, they're pretty much a freaking mess, this organization. Yeah, like, and, and what they're saying, too, it's it's one of those things, Gabe, like, I did when I was doing my uh, travels, like, it's insane. Like, I'm not sure, like, you, you talk about your journeys to get to the sports book from, like, New York City. Try getting to the Canadian Tires in Canada from Ottawa. It's an absolute joke. It's in the middle of nowhere. They have one parking lot. At the end of the game, it takes you like three hours to get out. So you know what people do? There's a bar there. They just stay there and get wasted and then like take a cab home. But like nobody even leaves after the game. That's why all the surrounding restaurants and bars, they, they make they make a killing because no one you you can't leave the premises afterwards. It's a train wreck there and, and George will tell you, these guys are projected to be one of the worst teams in the league anyway. They suck. Even though I might take them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> They've been That's a dumpster classic. fire all season. I mean, and then, you know what's great? You know what? You know what you left out, Cam? Let's say the Senators do bottom out and finish uh, in the lottery pick. I'm praying they win the lottery because guess who that pick goes to? It goes to you Colorado. Colorado. No, I wish. I yeah. wish it was the Islanders. But it goes to Colorado and the Matt Duchesne deal. They won't even get Jack Hughes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. What a train wreck. Wow. <laughs> that's brutal. They filed. That, Were you guys uh, surprised? That, that's brutal. I, I was going to ask you, uh, George, too, uh, about Joel Quenville. Like, Gabe brings up a good point about, like, over wow, time. Yeah. Like, that, this is a guy that's actually won cups and stuff like that. He's a, he's a no-nonsense kind of like a badass guy. And for him to get fired in Chicago, I know, hey, I, I'm going to defend Quenville. I think it's more of the players getting older and they just kind of ma- had to make a change. But what's your take on that? This guy, he's actually a good coach. Well, Quenville's a great coach, Hall of Fame coach, all of that. I think what we're seeing now in this era, I, I shouldn't say just now, I think it's been going on for 10, 15, 20 years, is that eventually that message gets old, and you'll, you're never going to see Al Arbor, Scotty Bowman, Tom Landry, Chuck Noll, Don Chula, coaches or coach for 20, 25, 30 years with the same team. You're never going to see that again. Never, because the players will tune you out after a certain amount of time. I agree with you. I don't think it's the coach. I don't think it's Quenville at all. If Quenville wants to work, He'll work. He'll, there'll be teams lining up to hire him. They'll fire their coach immediately. Exactly. The Kings, the Kings will fire the coach they just hired to get Quenville if he wants to work. You know, so I think that's what's going to happen there. But I think it's more, uh, more on the players. They just Listen, we, I think we knew this day was coming. They made a bad trade, getting sod back and trading Pan- uh, Panarin. That bad deal, not working out there. Other players got older. They're up against salary cap hell. They've had to deal players for years now to keep under that salary cap, to keep Taze, to keep Kane, to keep Duncan Keith. Seabrook is vastly overpaid. You know, so they have issues there that are out of Quinville's control. They're a championship team. It was a hell of a run. It was. Yes. They're at the end of the line. They're at the end of the line, and it's time to start moving the pieces, in my opinion. Yeah, like, you look said, at the- you can fire Joel Quinville. Like, honestly, Jonathan Tay should be a Winnipeg Jet. You know, Tay should be a Jet. Patrick Kane, we all knew he'd end up on the Sabres at some point. You know, get him to the Sabres, sort of start to trade the pieces off. You're not digging down deep. Those guys, as you stated, man, was it three Stanley Cups? And look at all the hockey that they played. Look at all the hockey that those guys played over the years. And you throw in the fact that Tay's and Seabrook and Keith and all these guys, for the most part, we're part of Team Canada as well. So you had international hockey. You had playoff hockey. You had all those deep runs. Similar situation, George, with the L.A. Kings. You could just see in the last few years, they're out of gas. You know what I mean? They're just burnt. Like, Dowdy's still good, but, dude, the guys played a lot of hockey. A lot of intense hockey, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, the Blackhawks have played a lot of intense games. Hard playoff the series. Man. They yeah, just look drained. Time. They seemed a little drained, these guys. Plus, you know, listen, the hockey uh, playoffs, they go on forever. It's not a full season, but it's probably the equivalent of a half season. Granted, I mean, you're only playing at most 28 games. But as you guys are saying, even playing 20 games, 22 games, those games are brutal. You're getting hit everywhere. and the, the That's a quarter of a season, George. But it's a quarter of a season. But exactly. I and would then consider they did it this like six times in a row, basically. Yeah, and you, know, it's, you know the difference between playoff hockey and regular. Like, at playoff hockey, you're killing people. It's insane. Like, you're just, you will do anything to win the Stanley Cup. So their bodies, I, I would say it's equivalent to a half season, the way they get murdered out there. At least. It's, at least. At least, exactly. Yeah, you see. I, I don't, like, I don't think we should be surprised like, here. These guys lose, like, you know, 30 pounds and stuff during the playoffs. Yeah. You're right. It just kills them. It trains them. Um 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not surprised here either. I mean, the Blackhawks, you know, we we've, we've seen a decline. Uh, we've seen a decline. So, as far as the Cowboys uh, are concerned, um, you know, let's talk about the coaching situation here. Jason Garrett obviously is on borrow time. Jerry Jones, you could tell last night he was, you know, he's all red faced and he wasn't even standing up and sort of like, all right, it's going to be all right. You could tell he's freaking out right now. They're three and five. I'm amazed that they just didn't fire Linehan this morning. Did Garrett, I don't know if Garrett's loyal and he's going to go down with the ship with Linehan, but I'm amazed. And I wouldn't even, I oftentimes think, George, that it's kind of garbage in Bush, Bush League when you know a coach is going to get fired. Sort of like Dirk Cutter. Let's fire the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, coach, because, you know, I know that's, that's your only problem. You're going to be fired in three months, too. You know, Rex Ryan did it. So I, I don't, you know, sometimes it's cheesy when these coaches that suck fire their, their boys to, you know, get a scapegoat. But it's justifiable. Like, it's justifiable, but this goes back to the root. I don't think Jason Garrett has the authority to fire Scott Linehan. Jerry Jones does. But in most normal situations, the, the head coach would be like, listen, I like you, buddy, but it's my name on this, and we're going down, and I don't have a choice. i got to make a change. I'm amazed that Linehan's still the guy right now, and it's not like suddenly you guys are going to be creative. And then how about this, George? Last night, late in the game, after, you know, another uncreative uh, performance, they have Cole Beasley throwing a football in a critical situation. He's almost, like, desperate. Nah, you know, they think I'm too conservative. Let's try this. It was the worst possible time to do that. I'm just amazed that Linehan still has a job today. Listen, I'm amazed that anybody in this coaching staff has a job. The problem is... Yeah, I've been a Cowboy fan forever, guys. I go back to the 70s uh, watching Dorsett Star back in them. At this point, I, I, someone tweeted at me last night. I forget who it was, so I apologize to them. About, uh, hey, you doing okay? Tough loss. And I'm like, at this point, I'm numb. I expect this. This is what I expect. when the, It's been going on for decades now. Yes, they'll have a good season every now and then. Every now and then they'll put it all together. But other than that, this, these are the Cowboys. We make fun of the Cleveland Browns. The Cowboys aren't that far off. I mean, you look at their record, what is it now? They're pretty much five, a 500 team for the past 20 years or something silly like that. They are what they are. This will not change because the new coach, he's not going to hire a Bill Parcells type. He's not. He's just going to hire another puppet. No. That's all he's going to hire. So what changes here? Until Jerry Jones is going to step down, which I doubt will happen until he, you know, I don't want to say he dies, but that's pretty much when it's going to happen when, this, when he croaks. Nothing's going to change for Dallas. Yes, they'll have a good season every now and then. But, you know, uh, I mean, they hire puppet coaches. Uh, and they just do. And Dak Prescott's not a franchise quarterback. That's fairly easy to see. He's regressed. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's the coaching staff that hasn't really gotten to him. But he's regressed. I mean, he makes bad decisions, takes sacks, and is turning the ball over. And his right contract here. is up. Ugh. Yeah, what do you had, do about him? Well, Corey see, said today, year, well, you know, you don't, you, you don't get a you deal don't pay to franchise him. You can't you make him one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, which you can't do that. Nope. You can't franchise tag this guy. I mean. Well, you, you got him, you know, you got him next a, year. And that, yeah, that's an evaluation year. year. Yeah. That's your, he's going to have Cooper the whole year, so there'll be no excuse there. But like I said, is it all Dak's fault? Well, we're saying the coaches no. suck, and they do. So some of it's on the coaching staff, yeah. too. But Dak no. has regressed. He was good in year one. I think it's Lynn, not just, just right. this year he, he was bad. He was, Dak was bad last year, too. This is, he's been bad. All the pieces fell into place two years ago. All the pieces fell into place two years ago. Their O-line was better. There's, you know, timing and situations actually matter. You're right. He has regressed. It doesn't seem like he's, he's suddenly going to become this explosive quarterback. 
You know what's amazing to me, too, and we've seen this a lot with teams that move into these luxurious new stadiums, and the the Dallas Cowboys' new stadium, guys, you know what their record is now? Straight up 27-31 and 31 at home. Yeah, they have no team. home field advantage. They have zero home field advantage, which you have 100,000 passionate Cowboy fans, but I think the, the tickets are so expensive that's it's sort of marketed towards an upper upper echelon of a financial base and quite frankly when you get a bunch of rich people in a stadium it doesn't intimidate uh, visiting offenses and they're like a it's like a polite hundred thousand people people waving towels and stuff and everyone's taking pictures i notice you don't have that like fat guy screaming at the top of his lungs you effing suck you know to, to the visiting teams you sort of have a bunch of rich people taking in a game in a, in a nice stadium. And it shows, George. There's no, there's no intimidation in that stadium. Cal, the guy in the Titans danced on the star last night. Yeah, that almost started World War Three again. That, 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 was, uh, that could have been interesting. Too bad. Maybe the Cowboys would have gotten more up to the game. Uh, it's, it's been going on for years, though. Without, it, they are what they are. Right? What does Bill Parcell say? Parcell say? You know, they are what they are. You are, are. what your not, record says you are. Right. Yeah. They're not going to change. I mean, uh, Garrett has to go, but like I said, I don't think that matters. He'll just hire somebody else who doesn't have the authority. I mean, uh, I, what Troy Aikman said was correct, that his organization needs a complete overhaul. It does. It absolutely does. It's not going to happen, mind you, but it does. He needs to hire, when I, by he, I mean Jerry Jones, with someone who has complete uh, I don't know if I want a coach to be a GM, too, but a coach is going to hire his own GM and let them run the team, fix this team. But he's not going to do this. He's too a much football an egomaniac. Guy. Yes, but he's too much of an egomaniac. You know, remember when Jimmy Johnson, he blew, oh, I can run this team just like Jimmy Johnson. I can coach this team as well as Johnson. <laughs> it's what he believes. He's the ultimate uh, optimist because every time you hear him, he always has great things to say, nice, but you wonder if he truly believes that. If he always believes things are going to turn out rosy. And he's, you know, he doesn't realize when things, hey, you've been bad now for 20 years since Jimmy Johnson left. The only thing that's been uh, consistent there is you. Therefore, you're the problem. It's the one thing with him that I brought up earlier today too, Cam, about Jerry Jones. Very similar to a lot of Cowboy fans. Jerry Jones overvalues his team and his talent all the time. That's what I like about Kurt. He confuses the financial success. He's he's realistic about it. Jerry Jones, I think Jerry Jones, like he's not a hustler where – He's standing at the podium telling you, gee, shucks, I think I got a great football team. Yeah. Buy tickets. Give me money. And then when he gets off stage, he's like, God, they're suckers. My team sucks. <laughs> I think he yeah. really thinks his team's good. Yes. But no one's, there's no one in the room to tell him, sir, listen, we got a lot of problems. You know, you got to fire. You know, you got to do this. You got to do that. I think he really believes it, like George said. But that's a problem. And especially since he's been successful, he's like, well, what do you know? I won three Super Bowls. Yeah, I've I've been successful. You can't tell me what to do. That was in a different era, man. It just was. I compare them to the Montreal Canadiens all the time, George. Canadians haven't won a cup in, in, since 1993. They have the highest tickets in the NHL price right now. They sell out games. They haven't won. You know, and you know they sort of overvalue everything all the time. They're actually pretty good this year. They're they're a scrappy team this year, but younger, quicker. <coughs> the Yankees. <coughs> you know the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees at least won like 10 years ago or whatever it was, nine years ago. But, you know, it's, because you are, you have this brand name, doesn't, you know, where times have changed. We talk about this, like, with millennials and stuff. You know, like, if you're a younger kid right now, you don't know the Cowboys as some success. Like Michael Irvin yesterday, you got to respect the history. 
Well, whatever, man. Miami Dolphins. You want to respect history. The Dolphins used to be good in the early 70s, too. So what? How does that help Dolphin fan today? Well, we'll take a quick break. See uh, what George Kurt says on the other side of what George Steinbrenner in the Hall of Fame. Kind of seems like he should be. If Bud Seeley is in the Hall be. of Fame, I don't know why, why what George Steinbrenner would be. But... Gary Bettman's going to the Hall of Fame, Renzi. Come on. Yeah, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decision continues. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi, Cam Stewart. George Kurtz uh, throwing it down uh, with us. Maybe we'll take some calls uh, a little bit uh, later on after uh, George Kurtz uh, exits. Uh, before we get into the Steinbrenner uh, stuff, the New York Islanders. You know, George, I brought this up off the top of the program to Cam. I said, who would have thought that the Islanders would provide you uh, more joy than the Cowboys did this year? Although... You know, I sort of thought the Cowboys were like an eight and eight team coming into the year. I didn't think the Cowboys were like ten and six. I didn't, I didn't expect the Cowboys to be a playoff team this year. Uh, but I also didn't expect a hot start for the New York Islanders uh, either. And uh, me and Cam briefly talked about uh, their, 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 the the attitude, the culture change of of Barry Trotz. You bring in a Lou Lamorello, and you know we talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Troy Aikman basically insinuated that. When he says a complete overhaul, you know, he means like, you know, he, he was talking about, he said it's not just the coaching. There's a lot of stuff that goes on there. In other words, at the top. But if they, they always say that an organization starts at the top and trickles down. We saw with the Toronto Maple Leafs, with Lamorello and Shanahan and Babcock, it took a couple of years, but it's hard to slack off when you got these guys overlooking you. And when they walk in the room, you know, you got Barry Trotz who won the Stanley Cup last year. So players are going to buy in. Lou Lamorello is like the godfather, scariest dude in the NHL now. So he's got credibility when he's in a room. And I don't know. It seems like there's just been a trickle-down effect with the Islanders as a players that say, you know what, let's have pride in our organization. Well, you know, it may be different sports, but aren't the Islanders pretty much showing you what can happen when you hire a real GM, a real coach? As you mentioned, there's respect there. The guys have both won uh, Stanley Cups. You, know, you imagine Lou Lamoureux probably does scare the crap out of everybody. And Barry Trotz is what he is, won the Stanley Cup last year. This Islander team, all of a sudden they can play defense. You know, last year they gave up the most goals in the NHL at 293. This year that's, that's dropped significantly. It's the yeah, same players, boys and girls. That. Why is it? Same players. Is it what, they get, I, Do they get the puck out of the zone quickly? Do they block shots? Is it the system? Because they, you know, they don't give up goals, and uh, they're pretty good on the PK too. Why, why are they playing so good defensively? Well, the PK seems to be because of Comeroff and Philpaw. 
you know, the additions of those two players who are penalty kill, uh, very good penalty killers. Yep. So I, maybe I won't put that on Wade. But Doug Wade didn't really have a defensive system. It was more like wide open there. And, uh, you know, Trot has come in and said, hey, we're playing this system. You know, and you're, you're going to play defense. He's playing from the goaltender on out. That's what he believes in. You know, I guess Wade, yeah, yeah. maybe because he was an offensive player, center, he didn't believe in that. He played more, played more offensive, played more wide open. You know, the Islanders don't have, they're not the, 80, you know, the mid-80s Edmonton Oilers. Gretzky, Messier, Curry, well, hey, let's just go play out, let's play six, five games. The Islanders didn't have that kind of offense, but Wade seemed to want to play that way. You know, Trotch seems to play the exact opposite. We're going to protect our goalie and play from goaltender on out, protect this defense. I'll say it again. The Islanders defense is the same exact players from last year. It, other it than is. Lucas Abisa, who's a healthy scratch. It's the same players. <laughs> Letty, Mayfield, like it's crazy, actually. And you know, too. Their uh, Long Island Rage, like these guys, yeah, you they went from the worst, like they were good offensive defensemen, but some of the worst, and they don't really have that big lumbering guy that'll punish you either. Like they're pretty offensive guys; they're just playing smart right now. They don't dick around with the puck; they get it out. They don't. And and Thomas Grice has been a, a nice surprise. I know he's pretty streaky, much but, better you know, than Halak. Yeah, everyone's talking about all these times. Oh, you don't need need new goaltenders, but they've been pretty good, surprisingly good. Yeah, Grice, uh, you know, he was good, I think it was, what, he, uh, not two seasons ago when he came in for an injured Halak, yep. but then he tired at the end of the year. Yeah, that's yes. what his problem was. He wasn't used to being a starter. He tired, but he was good while he was in there. So if you get that, I guess, the wind up, maybe he can be a starter. And Robin Leonard's also been very good before he got hurt. And Leonard will probably start uh, tomorrow night for the, uh, Thursday night for the Islanders. They've already announced that. So, you know, they're getting consistent goaltending. Not great, but consistent goaltending. They're not letting up these weird rebounds and easy goals. Halak was generally the problem with Halak, you could count on almost every game. One goal going in where you're like, what the hell? Just, <laughs> how, how? 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 <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, Halak. Halak, was, I and... think he just had a bad year last year. He's better than that. But, yeah, Halak is like a lot of goalies. And I hate to say it, but uh, Pekka Rene's like that in Nashville, too, where, you know, one yep. game he'll stand on his head, but other games it's like, holy crap, dude. You just let in three goals on five shots, and you just buried us. Uh, you know, it's, I, I remember Jose Theodore when he won the MVP. He was like the only MVP where you would cringe every time the other two would shoot every team. He would make like the behind-the-back <laughs> true, true. spectacular kick save. Someone would float one at the net and they'd score. And it was it was baffling. And I swear a lot of Quebec goalies are like that. Uh, Marty Brodeur was sort of adverse um, from it, but Patrick Waugh used to let in a lot of bad goals, guys. And I love Patrick Waugh. Like, he's true, my though. guy, you know, in a big game. But you saw him every camp. Patty Roy would let bad goals in just because oh, he was hockey, goals. He daydream. Yep. Remember point. in the playoffs, he coughed up the puck behind the net. Like he yeah. did a lot of stupid things, Patrick Wah. <laughs> it's very true. He did, but he made you know, the I, best I saves to, ever. That's that's the thing. I used to play goalie in a men's league, and uh, I knew if I I had to eat something before I played goal because if I didn't, if I felt really loose and strong, I would wander out of net. You get bored sometimes. I think that's what happens sometimes. These goalies—they just get bored in net, you know. And they want to do. Oh, they want to challenge things, themselves. Skating around, right? It's it's strange, dude. It's I, I was a goalie too, George. I was a goalie too, and I used to like want my defenseman to screw up. I was bored. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, guys, like, let, you know, like I would hope there'd be a breakaway. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, man, like something's got to happen. You know, so I was on a good yeah. team too. So sometimes I get like twelve shots on goal. It was all little floaters. Yeah, you look. Oh, at great it, job on a shutout! I'd be thinking I didn't do anything. Like no one, there was never even a scoring chance. You know, most goalies they, at that league they want rubber, right? Like it's one of those things that, like, take a look and we always say, oh, NHL my God, guys they, do too. They, they want to be part of the game. Nobody yeah. just wants to stand there. Like, like if you're in center field, 
This isn't Les Nessman and WKRP. Don't hit it to me. Don't hit it to me. <laughs> Jock Peterson's thinking, hit it to me. I'm going to catch it, you son of a bitch, right? Like, that's what he's thinking. He wants it to you be hope that's there. what they're thinking. All right, like, yeah. Or no, I, I know a lot of them are thinking, man, that girl last night on Instagram, I got to look her up after <laughs> the game. <laughs> so, so, George, I talked about this on the morning show today. and Of course, I got attacked right away because people are dumb. And I, I never, I basically think George Steinbrenner should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the bar, I mean, Bud Seelig's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, what the hell did Bud Seelig do? You know, what did Bud Seelig ever accomplish? Yeah, he made money. Like, anyone could have made money being a commissioner of Major League Baseball. So, George Steinbrenner, though, he's part of, like, the, you know, the, the veterans ballot, etc. And the fact is, the story is that basically none of the veterans are getting in. Like, none of these guys are getting in, like, that have been around. Like, Oral Hershiser's not getting in. He's not a Hall of Famer, and I love Oral Hershiser. What about Joe Carter? Not a Hall of Famer. Great moment. Hit that home run. Five, six-time All-Star. Not quite a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, you go down the list. I think Lee Smith should be in. I think that's kind of criminal. He was a dominant reliever, and he was the all-time saves getter at the time. I think Lee Smith is getting screwed, but... You're a Yankee guy. What's your take on George Steinbrenner not being in the Hall of Fame? And he only got five votes last year. So he's, he's not going to get it, you know. He needs more. It's a 16-man committee. He needs, uh, he's got to get uh, more than five, obviously. And there's not really a push for him. And it goes back to basically that he was, he was suspended and banned from baseball on two occasions. He donated money to Richard Nixon's campaign. Of course, Nixon, of all people. Uh, illegal campaign donations, and subsequently he was kicked out of baseball for hiring a sleazeball gambler to try to dig up dirt and uh, make things up about Dave Winfield because Steinbrenner felt that Winfield <laughs> ripped them off and uh, didn't perform at a high enough level. What's your take on George Steinbrenner in the Hall of Fame, George? Well, first, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, I would take more players out before, or Bud Selig as well, before I put people in. I think the Hall of Fame has been watered down for a while now. Now, when it comes to Steinbrenner, I think it comes down to this. How do you view the Hall of Fame? Is it the best of the best, the great of the great, or is it a history of the game? Because if it's a history of the game, then, yes, yeah, Steinbrenner has to be in. He's a, uh, an important part in the free agency and everything else he's done. He was a major figure. You can't keep him out. Was he a great owner? No. Actually, he was outside him willing to spend money. He was a lousy owner. You know, the 80s Yankees were all his fault because he, God forbid, he should ever let any of these younger players mature and firing managers, hitting coaches, you know, bat boys and everybody else. The Yankees didn't get good in the, into the 90s until the Howard Spear and David Winfield fiasco, where Steinbrenner got suspended and then Gene Michael yeah, took Gene over. Yeah, Gene Michael was able to build a yeah. team, right? Yeah. Right. Gene Michael should be in the Hall of Fame. He kept Bernie Williams. He kept Mariano Rivera. <laughs> these, are, these are both players that Steinbrenner wanted to trade. He wanted to trade Bernie Williams. Remember Mel Hall, who's now in jail for what, rape, I think. Uh, he was all over Bernie Williams. And Bernie Williams was a shy kid. And people were sending Bernie home crying. That's one of the reasons Hall was sent away, to give Bernie a chance to mature. You know, Steinbrenner did not want to wait for Rivera to become Rivera. and wanted to deal him. And he got suspended. Michael kept these players. So it was because of that suspension that the Yankees really became that dynasty in the 90s. Uh, but so I think it just depends on how you look at it. I think the, uh, the Hall of Fame is more of a museum, a history of the game. So I think, yes, Steinbrenner should be in. But I also think the steroid people should be in. Same thing. You can't tell the history of baseball without Bonds, exactly. Clemens. Great point. You can't do it. You, can't, you just you, can't George. do it, guys. I'm with you. Everybody was doing it, too. Like, come on. I, I agree. Oh, okay. I'm 100% yeah. behind you. 
Come on, man. Like, oh, yeah, guys, oh he did steroids. Pitchers, exactly, Marenzi. Everybody. That's just part. You said it. it's the history of the game, the steroid era. They did it. You want to you want to put on a plaque? Started. You know, they played in the, in the steroid era of the 90s and early 2000s. You want to put that on their plaque or put that in the wing? I have no issue with that. Go ahead. But, and listen, all these older guys, too, who complain, oh, you know, they want steroids. They were doing greenies and amphetamines. What? That's not yeah. performance enhancing? That's keeping you awake, allowing you to play in those back-to-back nights. Same shit. You know, let's not have a double standard here. Because steroids, they did steroids, you did greenies. One's okay, but one's not. That's bull crap to me. Guys were doing cocaine in a dugout in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Rock, rock rates. And you used to put, put it in the back Let me tell you, slide, that, that slide is, it is an enhancer. It is. A little bump before you're stealing a base cam? Come on. Yeah, you know, the it's the same reason. thing, like George said. What's yep. what's what's the difference? You know, every you, you know, drugs are drugs. The time, man. you're right. Yeah, I'm with you. You're right. I agree. At the time, players were doing it. I think George's on to something. Just to shut everybody up, just put a wing up and say the the nineties. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Clemens. You throw them all in at once. There you guys go. Um, you know, the media is just resentful. Um, you know, Albert Bell is up, um, and, you know, obviously he's not going to get in, but he got stuck at 285 home runs because of his hip uh, issues. I agree. It's hypocritical. It's like not having the all-time hit leader and Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Basically, what you do is you stick them in, and you stick a plaque next to it. Pete Rose, Hall of Famer, all of his accomplishments, and then, boom, underneath it, there's another plaque. Pete was also kicked out of baseball for betting on baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you said. He's in the Hall of Fame, but we say, yeah, you're also shamed. You know what I mean? It's both. It's both. How can you, how can look, you not have the, the best the hitter in leader. Bonds, the exactly. most hits in Rose, one of it's the ridiculous. best hits in Clemens, not there? It doesn't – like I said, guys have been That's cheating forever. Or, George, it sort of proves that I guess every baseball leader is a cheater. <laughs> like, I guess they need to accept that That's just part of the sport. Because you just call probably it. do. The guy with the most hits was betting on baseball. The guy with the most home runs was taking steroids. steroids. And the guy with the most strikeouts was taking steroids. Steroids. <laughs> and you got Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb's in it, but he was a complete prick and committed crimes. But it's okay. That's all right. You can kill somebody. But God forbid you did take you, something. Did, I mean. I was going to say, did Ty would, Cobb kill someone? Or I think he's accused, someone? but maybe may we don't know for sure. You know, who knows? No, he's a racist. He was certainly a racist yeah, and not yeah, a yeah. nice man at all. No, not a good guy. But it's a good it's, point it's too. And, you know, Baseball is so hypocritical. It sure is. And then they like, say, "Well, the Jack Jack Morris couldn't get in forever." They were like, "Well, you know, he's not a very nice guy." It's like, "Yeah, well, he's not a raving racist like like Ty Cobb was." <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I know. Like you're right. There is there is like different levels of of their standards, which is uh, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I think we're in agreement that George Steinbrenner should uh, be in the Hall of Fame. The players that aren't going to get in, though, I get it. Like I said, Earl Hershiser was great. Not a Hall of Famer. He was really only dominant for like five or six years. And uh, then he had he had elbow problems. His ERA was four after that for the most part. Joe Carter. Like, I think to Joe Carter, should like the, that should be like, hey, this is the most one of the most famous plays in baseball history. There should be a little bit, a little, uh, I think they do have the ball and the bat in there anyways. But Joe Carter's not a Hall of Famer. Harold Baines, not a Hall of Famer. Will Clark was interesting. Will Clark's like a career 303 hitter. You guys think Will Clark belongs in the Hall of Fame? Yes. I, I think Will Clark, I, over the over everyone you named, deserves to be, Gabe. When you talk about But if you look at his all-time rankings, Cam, if you look at his all-time rankings, though, 
at second at first base. They don't they don't match up. Like it's not hard. Are you really afraid worthy, of Will even Clark? Even though he hit three hundred three. But if you're a pitcher, are you were well, you really afraid of Will Clark? I mean, I think he's a great you were. player, but not. Uh, I mean, he was. I he was good. Said, he was just a consistent guy. He was just. But he, but yes, he was good, very good. But it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. You know, he was good, very good, but he wasn't great. He wasn't. You know, oh my God, is Will Clark? I mean, no. I, I, but I'm a tough. Uh, I'm a tough grader here. I only. I think it's the best of the best of the best. That's what the Hall of Fame should be, not the Hall of Very Good. No, you know, I can't put Will Clark in, but all the names you you're, you've mentioned, I wouldn't put any of them in. As I said, I would take quite a few names out before I put anybody else in. I think there are guys in there who have no business being in there. Because once again, I don't even know if they were the whole of very good, some of these guys. They were the whole of good for a little bit. You know, and they had buddies on the, on the committee, a buddy with the writers. I think it's all, I think this whole, the way they, the approach to it is terrible. I think a lot of guys have gotten in because they've been friends with certain writers. They've gotten votes. And they were nice that's, guys. That, that's Albert Bell will never true. get in because he was a complete jerk. Well, this is bizarre. Um, I guess Dallas Cowboy uh, day today. Breaking news from three minutes ago. No, no. Uh, Jerry Jones just appeared on the, uh, I know George's like, what did he do? He's on the fan 105.3. This just came on the, on the wire three minutes ago. Listen, Dak is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He's young, and we're going to extend him. So uh, basically, he can, they he just. You can be just saying that cause to, to say that, to get Dak's, uh, give Dak some comfort. I don't believe he's going to extend him. Not right now, anyway. He's only making eight hundred fifty thousand dollars too. Wow! And Dallas that's still nice. sucks. So unbelievable. <laughs> Prescott <laughs> yeah, can be extended after the season, but he still has another year to go under his rookie contract, which would pay him eight hundred fifteen thousand dollars—an absolute bargain for a quarterback who's flash greatest. You know, it's amazing though, George. They're spending eight hundred fifteen thousand dollars on a quarterback. Then you go out and spend all this money and surround the quarterback with weapons. Isn't that sort of the thing you do? You get a young quarterback that doesn't cost you a lot of money and you load up, sort of like KC's doing right now, or the Rams are doing right now. Cowboys not doing that. I guess they bring Amari Cooper in, but they're just a they're just a poorly managed football team. They are. I mean, who was it? Jerry who convinced himself, or was it one of these uh, the members of the coaching staff that convinced him that they could win with the wide receivers they had coming into the season with Burns, uh, Burns with Hearns, Beasley. Uh, well, Will, uh, you know, Williams is not even there anymore. Terrence Williams, uh, Michael Gallup, who looks like he could be something as a rookie, but still a third-round rookie. You know, the, who convinced him that it was okay? Yeah, we'll be fine with this group of wide receivers when every average fan knew it was going to be a problem. Your tight ends suck, too. What tight end? We have a tight end? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they play without and a tight end. He's in the booth, and he's getting criticized in the booth last night. <laughs> it's a guy's on the field. It's a Brutal. I'm not a big testator guy, but he raised a good point. They do miss Jason Witt. Jack Prescott clearly does miss him. George, great stuff. Thanks for the time, buddy. Anytime, guys. Have a great night. Take care, George. George Kurtz, great stuff with Kurtz. Yeah. Lots of anger. I like it. Game time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Game Time Decisions. Ready, great radio. I'm Gabe Renzi, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Level 2 has begun. How's the, how's the vibe there, Gabe? On election in. day. Election day. Um, there's police everywhere. Yeah, I can hear the sirens and That's, stuff. Uh, yeah, I was, was wondering. Crazy. Well, that was just your typical street crime uh, siren. But um, <laughs> Street crime siren. It's like a hurricane yeah. here, man. No, no, Trees are blowing down. That was, you said it. Bleak, bleak, that was an bleak, ambulance bleak. that went by. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I, hear a lot of, I hear a lot of noises, sirens, ambulances, police, everything. Yeah, it's going to be a busy, busy night tonight. The only crime the only crime around the Weehawken studios is New York Giant quarterbacks you know, disobeying police officers. <laughs> the Giant... The Giant... <laughs> Yeah. The giant, the giant quarterback that got busted was like right up the street from me. Actually, that, that's great. like they brought him to the station. It's like five minutes from my place. <laughs> that's amazing. Like he he was taking the same route that I go to. He was going to the Meadowlands. Like he was going to the sports book. I know the exact spot where he got popped. And basically, like they set up shop where there'll be like five cops and stuff, and like state troopers, and like they're on this, they're on the highway. And they shut down, like, one of the lanes, and they're directing people, like, to stop or, like, to go onto a turnpike that you don't want to go onto. It's like, you don't want to go onto that turnpike. But, like, they, it's weird here like that. Like, you'll see, like, the NYPD traffic cam, they're on the corner, and, like, they tell you, no, you can't turn right onto this street. Keep going. And they'll let someone else turn right on the street after. <laughs> it's like, you got to just hope you get lucky. It's like randomness. So... He was, he was going to practice. It was 7.45 in the morning. He's on his way to practice, and they basically said, stop, and you got to go around this way. You can't go through here. And he pretended like he didn't hear them, basically, and he went around them. And, you know, he basically evaded them. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing. But uh, so then they claimed that he nearly ran them over. Of course, you know, they're going to big it up, right? They charged him like he nearly ran a cop over type thing, and he evaded. He resisted arrest by driving off. Like So he, he tried to drive onto the on-ramp that he wanted to get to because he's probably thinking, Eli Manning sucks. I'm about to be the starting quarterback yes. of the Giants, but I can't be <laughs> exactly. late for practice. <laughs> right? So he made, like he said, he made a, he made a rash decision on the, on the spot. If I'm the Giants, I sort of like the kid's moxie. Like, yeah, he's willing man, to deal with the cops so hardcore. To, to, to get to practice yeah. on time. He didn't want he to be late to practice. He was willing <laughs> exactly. to evade the cops. Like, that's pretty hardcore. But but then right? again, the, the Giants come back and say, hey, bud, you overslept. You're a quarterback for the New York Giants, even a second stringer. Get a second alarm. Like, even you and me have doubled two or three, like, backups so that these things don't happen. Well, I don't know what time he's supposed to be there at. He was 745 in the morning when it happened. <laughs> but, yeah, as far as the, uh, the mood, yeah, that's bleak. Uh, I'm trying not to be bleak, but to be honest, I'm sitting here in the near dark right now in, in yeah, the Wee Studios. Oh, that's, man, it is, it is so dark helping. here. It no, is just dark. dark. I, am yeah, I have a light on, and it's still dark. Buddy, I'm looking outside, Gabe, and there's, like, nothing. Like, I don't see human. All I see is trees, like, dark darkness and trees, like, almost blowing over. Yeah, it's very depressing. <laughs> very, very bleak and depressing. Can't lie. Dude, I took the, uh, I took the ferry uh, across the Hudson. In, like, the extreme downpour, man. And I got hit hard. Like, there was no there, there was no escaping it. My shoes are all soaked and <laughs> pants are all soaked and all that type of stuff. Uh, looks like it'll be an online gaming day for me. No trip out to the sports yeah, book tonight. Yeah, You got to take a break from the sports book. You run into Sonny Vega and Taylor down there. They showed up? Yeah, we saw them last night at the sports nice, book. Nice, nice. 
Hell, you've seen uh, them more. Yeah, you've seen th- them more since you've moved to New Jersey than you did back, back home. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, I've seen them twice. I know twice. I've right, seen them twice. It's pretty and good. She, I believe, I believe she's coming in studio tomorrow morning as well. Oh wow! Uh, before she leaves. Yeah, I don't know. She was, they weren't supposed to stay this long, but they might even stay for the Rutgers-Michigan game later in the week now. Yeah, they, they know what I've noticed about those two? They don't stay anywhere for like two or three days. They like to extend trips. Like I, even in Vegas, like they stayed for three weeks. Those are things I used to do, Gabe. I used to be able to do things like yeah. that. Not anymore. <laughs> Times well, are tough. too busy. And just, money's not going very well either. But uh, <laughs> that's, no. another, that's another story. I'm waiting on some money, as you are too. Checks always, in the mail. Yeah, well, I heard that one. Yeah, checks in the mail. I, I, a, every time. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. When I go to the mailbox, it's like I'm like, come on, come on, and it's just like I, I get bills. And it's just I don't, I don't even want to go now. Like you know what I mean? It's one of those things that you're just like. I don't know. Now, mailboxes are like phones. There's never good news in there. Yes, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. I didn't look at my mailbox, and I realized, I was like, man, I better look in the mailbox. I look. I got to look. The first thing I see is like, I'm like, oh, shit, I got a bill, and I'm 10 days late on already because I never looked at my mailbox. My phone company is threatening me. I'm like, why don't you just give me some time? I love when they give you the notice. It's like, we're going to do whatever. Pay by November 22nd. What is it? November 6th today or something? Like, screw off. People people think phone companies. People think Canadians are so nice and polite and stuff. Dude, Canadian companies are the worst. But they'll oh, cut you off for like. 15 I know cents. they will. Oh, they're a hundred times worse than anybody. They, they are the worst, guaranteed. You don't. I know. You you said it, Marancy. Like, don't don't kid yourself. Yeah, no. Like I've been I've been in McDonald's. Brutal. I've been in McDonald's before in Montreal, where I was literally like seven cents short. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah, I no, ordered like no. you know, I, give me the Happy Meal and give me the Sunday. Yeah. It's like eight dollars nope. and forty three cents, and I'm like, oh shit, I got eight thirty eight on me. And, like, the chick just gives me this look like, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? Like, really? You're going to really? She goes, well, you'll have to take something off the order. I'm like, really? And then I never forget. She goes, it'll come out of my pay. That's what she told me. It'll come out of my pay. And then I swear to God, Cam, it was like two months later, I was in I was in uh, Vegas. <laughs> I mean, like a Taco Bell. And it's like, you know, like eight bucks or something. I only got to like seven sixty or something. But he's like, no, no, no. It's like, don't worry about the last dollar. You know what I mean? Like, he goes, I don't care. I'm closing up now. Yeah, I was in a, in a pizza place the other day. They, the guy charged me less, basically, than I wanted to. He was like, no, I don't have change. He goes, I don't have change. He goes, you give me $2 some other time. Like, you know, that like stuff that. doesn't happen in Canada. Like, Can- Canadians no. are uptight, right? Like they, they, oh, very much They're very so. uptight, except, except Hainzer. Uh, Ryan Haynes, it's Ryan in Toronto. He's not so uptight. He's no, he's, uh, good. he's not an uptight Canadian. He's a drunk Canadian. What's up, Hainzer? <laughs> Hainzer. R- Ryan. <laughs> Hainzer. Oh, did he hang up or did he leave why, the phone? People ask me why, 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 why you don't take more calls. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here, guys. Oh, oh there you are. Hey, hey. So what's happening? Yeah, we yeah, can I know. Part, 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 well, part, part of the calls is, yeah, it goes both ways. See, the callers, they're doing their part, but if they, you know, they need to be turned up as well. Yeah, the right? pot. It's like, yeah, re- yep. Volume. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, yeah, it takes two yeah, or two I'm to here, tango. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. What's going, what's going on, Hainzer? Well, okay, that Michael Thomas uh, touchdown celebration was quite cool. And I bet all of your American listeners uh, like seeing that. But uh, let's give some props to the CFL. Joe Horn did it first. 
and it was a homage to Joe Horn. And if you like that sort of stuff, that John Gott t- uh, TD celebration where he shotgunned that Mill Street Organic, that was mint. Come on, guys. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you. I'll yeah, tell pretty, you. Not, I'll tell you another thing. How's Mill Street doing? That was like, you, you, Think about it, Marenzi. You're just sitting there, right? You're like, okay, like, and you know the CFL usually like, you know, Molson this and then whatever. So they're selling Mill Street at the at the Ottawa game. That's you can't beat that type type of advertising. They're just sitting in the boardroom. Thank you. That's great. No, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievably cool. Great, great celebration. If you missed it, the guy went into the end zone. Grab, uh, grab the fans' beer and uh, drank the beer after scoring a touchdown, like Stone Cold Steve Austin style. But did he play the rest of the game like that after drinking a beer? He did. He did, yeah. He, he, did. he said he had slight buzz. But, I mean, the guy's a big guy. One king can. What's that? <laughs> it was a king can, though. That's the thing. It, was, it wasn't like a Molson Canadian cold shot. At least it was a king can. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a big dude and you don't drink a lot, then you'd get buzzed from pounding a beer back that quickly, just briefly. But, you know, I'm assuming this guy drinks a lot of beer, so you're right. Like, like Cam, like, if you drank one beer, it wouldn't, like, have an effect on one you. One beer? No, no, still no, don't no, want no. Your, You, you still don't want to, players, like, drinking we, beer during games. No, we used to drink, like, I remember, I know it's shinny hockey and stuff, but, you know, you usually do it at the end of the game. We used to do it, like, at, at a break. Like, we'd crush two or three beers and go out and play. It's just like drinking water. Like, no, you need to drink a hell of a lot more than that to affect the guy. He, and he's a fine-tuned athlete, too, so no problems with the king can. Great celebration. Uh, okay, well, Hainzer, you've, you've crushed a few beers. I, I'm not yeah, surprised. Hainzer, like, no, he, 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 he used to. Hainzer does that celebration in his kitchen every night. I do, I do. <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, a couple other things. Um, the, the, that story about the Breeders' Cup on the weekend, where that oh, guy went, he, Great he story. Somehow Andrew. got into, like, a backstretch, and he stole a horse. Like, the Cahoys in this guy, man. That's, that's insane. Yeah, Marcy, you hear that story? This guy actually, like, without, like, n- nothing, like, wasted. The guy was absolutely tuned, like, drinking since they opened up at Churchill Downs. The guy got on top of a horse. Like, in front of people, too. Like, on top of a horse, started riding a horse. Nobody even did anything about it. But then he got belligerent. Like, with one guy's like, hey, what the hell's going on type of thing. Like, Hainzer, he could actually have done some damage if he didn't get lippy with the, the people. I can't, I can't believe security couldn't figure that one out. The guy, Gabe, he actually, like a jockey, got on top of a horse, wasted, and started riding it. <laughs> I, dude, I can't believe it was a shot. <laughs> these horses, these racehorses are very skittish, right? So yes. I wouldn't just walk up to a racehorse and expect it to behave itself. Like, this guy, uh, apparently the best part of it was he was charged. He was uh, uh, charged with a manifest drunkenness. So I don't know what the level is for manifest drunkenness, <laughs> but, like, that's, that's something to, like, to aim for. Manifest drunkenness. That's that's, that's you have yeah. You have a goal in life right now, Hainzer. You have something to strive for. Yeah, Listen, level, I was charged right? with exposure level, before. Level. Yeah, yeah. You ever been charged with exposure? No. Like uh, you, you got to raise your game, Hainzer. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. The last thing is the, is the Ottawa Senators. All, all of these, everyone talks shit with their boss, right? Like I'm surprised it wasn't worse. But these guys got to be smarter about it. When I worked with Cam, we had a boss. We called him Johnson. He never knew that was his name. We were talking shit about him all day. 
Johnson. <laughs> Remember that, Kenny? Johnson. Yeah, I, I sure do, AJ. Yeah, you need cold words. Cold words. It's probably why you're unemployed right now yeah, here in the yeah, yeah, media yeah. industry. <laughs> yeah, like we're blackballed basically everywhere. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the way it goes. I'm not blackballed. <laughs> no, me. You always I'm say that you're me. blackballed, Cam. No, but you're not blackballed. You're on. You were on numerous different networks. No, Cam, Cam, John, yeah. Cam. Yeah. The beauty is Johnson still doesn't know he's Johnson, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, good, good, good point. He's, good not, he's not aware. Good point. It's like Cam Cam Okay, said, I'm out, guys. Uh, I'm not part later, of the Later, Hazer. All right. Later. Not part of the media. I like the time you said. Not part yeah, of the media. Yeah, you were on yeah, multiple yeah. media. Yeah, I, I, not, not anymore, but yeah, it used to be multiple. Yep, yep. Not anymore. If you more, get let uh, go by one station, that's not being blackballed. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't let go either. They just uh, they didn't want to pay the contributors anymore. It was a cash, it was a cash move. They got rid of the business guy, yeah. everybody, the panels. They just couldn't afford uh, extra people's segments. You get you get my drift? So, yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah, blackballed means you're never going to be working again. I get it. Yeah, blackballed, like Ray Rice is blackballed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, well, like you should be a blackballed. Black, blackballed is a strong word. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, Julian Assange is blackballed. You know, like the guy he's holed up in an embassy. Yeah, he's yeah. blackballed. That's blackballed. There's a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's blocked, and then there's block blocked. Yeah, there, there's block blocked. There's, We've been blocked. Okay, levels. I'm not going to say blackballed. We've been blocked before. Blocked. Air quotes. Well, I'm blocked. not saying everybody. I'm not saying everybody loves us. No, but there's a difference between a couple of people not liking you and being blackballed. Good point. But if the people in charge are there and you're promised something and it doesn't come to fruition, what do you call that? Getting screwed That's or being lied, lied to? to. Yeah, Just lied, being lied to. to yeah. Just being lied to, but, yeah. Blocked. But once again, once again, <laughs> that's not blackballed. Yes, I understand. I understand. I, I, I get the I, I don't want to be a jerk here, Ken. No, I'm just, no, you're, I'm just no, you're not being that, a jerk. Yeah, There's a big is, difference yeah. between lied to, blocked, yes. and blackballed. I get it. Blackballed sure. is Say you've been, you've been screwed before. Say you can, you want to say you've been screwed before? Yeah, we've been screwed. Yeah, you've been screwed. Screwed, Screwed, yes. Say, you can say you've been screwed before, but yeah, well, yeah, screwed. That's that's pretty fair. Yeah, it's screwed. Screwed's a good word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> black, you're so, right. Black ball, black ball's different. It's totally different. Thanks you for know, the call. Montreal, the, yeah, the Montreal, uh, the Hainzer's blackballed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's kind of. Yeah, see, Hainzer. Yeah, he's actually. He's, actually, note the Hainzer just has bad luck because when I was at when I was at the station before they got rid of me, Gabe. He Hainzer, like I told I I told Johnny when I told Oakley I said you got to hire this guy as your producer and he he basically wanted Hainzer for the jokes and stuff and I gave him some demos of the stuff that we've done before when he was working at the station he wanted to hire him but then the higher ups the sales guy had some girl who's like you know political she ran like one of Ford's campaigns and stuff like that and they thought it was better for the station to have somebody who had political ties right so. Basically, the sales and the higher-ups made that decision that, like, he was going to get hired. And I, I went to bat for him, and John did too, but the higher-ups said, no, 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 no. We need somebody with a little more political clout. That's why he didn't get the producer job at AM640. Yeah, sales, salespeople, salespeople, are always, uh, salespeople are always the worst uh, in, in, in the radio business, in AM radio for the most oh, part. For, this, oh, this yeah, they'll different. stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, for sure. AM radio. Yeah, but it's like that Glenn Gurry, uh, Glenn Ross movie. Like these people are sharks. Like they, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they compete with each other. That's my yeah, account. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, like they're yeah, it's, it's it's a hostile it's a hostile environment. 
So, yeah, the Montreal Canadiens are playing the New York Rangers tonight at Madison Square Garden. And um, the Empire State Building is usually lit up in, you know, different colors, different theme. Seems to be Ranger night tonight. It's uh, got the red and uh, red and blue, which is actually fitting for the Canadians as well. True. An original six matchup uh, this evening. We'll take a look at the odds, the numbers. Somebody's asking me on Twitter if I bet hockey. I bet a hockey game last night. I lost. Freaking Coyotes. They suck. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions with Heat and Ranger Radio. Yeah, you and Corey get fired up in the, the morning. Yeah, yeah, betting on the Knicks. Yeah, not going to do that again. Well, maybe when they're getting more points. Very disappointing, though. You said it. They had many opportunities to win that game. That's just what shit teams do. They fail at the end. Yeah, you're right. And it was a battle of ineptness between the Bulls and the Knicks, but the truth is more inept. I was actually watching the game, too. Um, they had it on at the sports book, and then when I got back, I tortured myself by watching it in a double overtime. And well, crazy. The Knicks had the ball at the end of um, of regulation with like four seconds left. Alonzo Cheer just yep. took a bad jump shot. Yep. I don't know why the hell he has the ball in the last. Why he's the last shot? A rookie out of Arizona. Um, so he he missed the shot. Then in overtime, same thing. Ken, the game was tied at the end of overtime, and same crap. There was like three seconds left. And the Knicks had the ball under the Bulls' basket. They were inbounding it. And Emmanuel Moutier turned it over. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, he turned the ball over on an inbound pass, but especially in overtime with a game on the line. He just casually tossed it up there. And, um, and then it went to the double overtime. And then as you saw in the double overtime, the Knicks decided to foul Zach Levine with zero point, like, two <laughs> seconds left. Whatever, man. I would have let it go. Like, the ref should have just let it go. At that point, you're in double overtime. Yes, exactly. I mean, they had to review it, and we were screwed. Like, the foul, it was, dude, it was garbage. It was a garbage way to lose the game. The ref shouldn't have called it. He should have said, screw this. It's too late right now. Don't don't decide the game with 0.0. I think he just wanted to end the game. Wanted to get, yeah, he didn't want to go to triple screwed. overtime. Yeah. Guy wants to go home and catch last yeah. call, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's yeah, BS. We've been here all night. I got a flight to catch. I can't be here anymore. You know, it's garbage. Like in the old days, in the pre, this is the review stuff, right? In the old days, without the review, they wouldn't have called that. They just would have went to overtime. But then Zach Levine, that that was frustrating. Other than that, we did pretty well. Um, I got screwed in, and I played a Memphis Golden State, and it sucked. I had over 219 and a half. They got 218. But, hey, I thought that's going to happen. Uh, but overall, we had a pretty good night in the NBA last night. I took the sure. Raptors. We had the, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I nice did well nuggets. with the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, with the NBA. 
And then, of course, we had the Tennessee Titans last night, and uh, we had the over in the football game. We had the teaser, long field goal. Uh, we ended up getting the push on. So when it was all said and done, it was a decent night last night. Yeah, you said it, and I told you. Good, not the, great. Yeah, no, that's what I said. It was a good night. Could have been special. Could have been great, but it was good. But I'm, I'm doing what we practice. We practice what we preach, right? I said, like if George I'm going to do this Bush, teaser. pushes memoirs. Yeah, good. Not good, great. not great. Exactly. But we now, to, with the teaser, Gabe, the parlay. That's what we talked about before. So I hit the parlay, right? The total's 40, 28, oh, 14. Call, yeah. Boom. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to start listening to what we do because a lot of the time we're, do, we're talking about stuff on the show, and it's like, okay, and then you look at the account the next day. Why didn't I say that, you know, you were talking about that game, didn't bet it, whatever. Well, now if you're going to tease a damn game in, in the NFL, parlay it. Comes in 80, yeah, 90% no, good, of the good time. Call. Well, imagine if you parlayed the money line any over. That's it. Then we're talking about a big ass parlay. Exactly. Exactly. And a six, six to seven to one range yeah, for one for football sure. game. That, that's that's a nice. That's score. how you. That's how you build the bank rolls, buddy. Yep. Big big parlays. Oh, speaking of football, we've got uh, we got a college game tonight actually in Buffalo. Yeah. The uh, was it uh, Buffalo? They playing Kent State. The Golden Flashes. Is that who they're playing? Yeah, they're laying a million points. I don't know. It's like I think points. they're laying yeah, twenty. What's the total? Yeah, the total, the total is like is 40, 43. 44 and a half. Buffalo minus 17. Wow, a lot of line movement in this game. 17, 44 and a half. I think they were like 19 and a half earlier, down to 17. And the total, you said it, I think it opened at 43, and it's 44 and a half right now. Money line Buffalo yeah, and the minus total 850. Is, Crazy. You know, I went over this before. These teams, I was researching this game. These teams have both played uh, nine games each, so 18 games. Only two of their games combined. So uh, 16 out of their 18 games have gone over 43 points or even wow. 44 and a half points. <coughs> Bless I was you. talking about how I was saying that the um, – thank you. I was saying that the uh, – I thought the total was way too low in this game. It's because it's raining in Buffalo and it's supposed to be windy. But, I mean, you're, you're seeing you're pretty close to Buffalo right now. Is I am. It I am. Uh, it's not rainy, but it's very windy where I am. And I, I, at the yeah, at there's Buffalo, like a weather. Yeah. There's a wind. No, there's a wind advisory warning. Actually, I hate to tell you, like it's very like I'm looking outside and like it's actually concerning. Like big trees are like moving big time. I'm surprised I haven't been knocked off yet. Play, knock on the old table there, and uh, yeah, no, it's very, very gay. It's like very strong winds, very strong. And I wouldn't be surprised I'm if surprised. they had some showers later too. Looks pretty bleak. I'm surprised a tree hasn't fallen on a house or something next to you and caught fire. Yeah. Like it's been, just don't say. It's been a little while since an explosion or a fire in your neighborhood. Oh yeah, you remember Mississauga? Remember the evacuation in 1975? It was the main story in the Toronto Sun. The whole city had to evacuate. Only when they had like 500,000 people too. Now there's over a million. I will say this, Marenzi. Uh, after that uh, episode with the winds, where I had to replace the shingles on the roof, I don't need any more uh, unexpected payments. You get my drift. So hell, no, 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 no accidents. I don't have, I don't have insurance for that stuff either. You know, everyone's like, oh, you don't have home insurance? No. Like, people, are like, wait, you want me to go to the bank? They already got them, got me by the balls with the mortgage and everything else. I'm like, what, you, what am I? A fountain of money? Bunch of dicks. It's brutal. I love the bank. They just, they you, always give me you, stuff in the mail now too. Hey, you want more money? On are you allowed not to have insurance? Are you allowed not to have insurance? Of course you are. Yeah, you don't have to buy insurance. What are they going to steal? So it's like you only have to have car insurance, right? Yeah, I got car insurance and I got the other insurance. Yeah, home home insurance is like tied up 
in like yeah, it's like you, I guess you can combine them, you can bundle them and stuff like that. I'm just like sure. What about fire insurance? You got fire insurance? Yeah, I got fire insurance. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Well, I told you I'm putting right. my kitchen yeah. on fire a couple. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I don't I don't fry anything in my home anymore. Like, I'm afraid of oil. That was a really scary situation, man. And I, my buddy gave me some props, too. He goes, listen, man, I was going to throw water on it. He goes, if you throwed water on it, you actually might have died. And I know this sounds crazy, but the flame was so big, Gabe, it was hitting the top of my roof. I grabbed the baking soda and just took the whole bag and <laughs> just threw it out there. No, that's and a good eventually call. went out. Yeah, I know, but I got, thing was, I was panicking early. Yeah, throwing water it, on it could have gotten uh, no. crazy. If you throw water on an oil fire, you'll burn your whole house down. That's just a tip for everybody. So, yeah, you could yeah, have I had actually, an explosion. Yeah, it would have been a nightmare. Oh, yeah, I burned uh, the, the half of my kitchen, but uh, it look, looks a lot better now. It's good. I wiped the, <laughs> the black stuff off the walls. I'm not going to be frying up any more wings, I can tell you that. You're just beating the crap out of this house, aren't you, over the years? Yeah, it needs help. Like I know it's it's one of those things like you know when you people list the home in the neighborhood, they're like, Hey man, we're getting like five eighty and whatever. Mine like as is. I'd have like Russell the jewelry buyer to come in and go, Hey, you want four seventy five? I'm like, Yeah, it's only hundred and twenty thousand less than everybody else. I'll take it. No, I just need I need to do That's new carpeting, new walls. What did I need you new say? carpeting walls. You put, carpeting. you put a hole in the wall once, right? Didn't you punch a hole in the wall? I threw a converter at the wall. Yeah, it's still there. I could I could fix that with some uh, polyfilla, some uh, you know stucco. That's no problem. Yeah, it was uh, after a football game. I just snapped. I don't do that stuff anymore. He threw the converter like at you. the wall. Yeah, it's like you. You know, it's like why? So I I wake up with the same problem. So you know, you're not winning anything, and you have a hole in your wall. So you make your problems worse. It's like you know, I don't want to smash it. Even remember, you say I'm so mad, I want to smash my computer. I go, please don't do that, Gabe, because then you're gonna have. To no, buy another just, computer yeah. on top of the problems. We we already have problems. We don't need to magnify them. So yeah, no, the home needs a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it needs a it needs a lot of work. No, it's a great it's a great home still though. So it's a it's great, an great, investment. Yeah, great place. <laughs> Thanks. Beautiful. I, I, I should have been like you though. Renting is like one of those things that like, people are always like, oh yeah, you know. I'm an owner and stuff like that. Yeah, it's good for a while and stuff, but with the, with the way mortgage rates are and stuff, there was actually a show when the lady broke it down. Renting can actually save you. Money so you're just again. saying you don't have insurance for the stuff in your place, like if something gets smashed and destroyed. Yeah, like what's the my most valuable thing I have in my home is my TV, and nobody has TVs anymore. Like that that Sony TV, I have, what is it, 42 inches? It's like. Well, you take it, like you know what I mean. Like, what, what are you gonna take? My six milk crates of CDs. Like, I have nothing. Yeah, actually, the best, the most expensive thing I, I think I own now, Gabe, is this computer that we're doing the show on. That Apple computer I bought off the kid from McDonald's on Kijiji. That's that, yeah. That's the most expensive item yeah. in the place. Eight hundred bucks. That's that's. that's... You know, people got like nice stuff, man. So, ooh, look at my look at my china. Look at look at the oh yeah. I, I said the same table. thing. I got. Nothing. I lost. I lost my key. I lost my key in Toronto, like for the last like months. And people were like, "You have your door unlocked." I was like, "I got nothing to steal, man." Like, what do you? You know what I mean? Like, short of like homeless people squatting in here, it'll yeah. be all right. Um, that's gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're very truthful. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, what do you get? They said I. I was I rented at a, at a condo and the 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 girl that owned the condo actually made us get insurance, and I was like, "What a scam, man! Insurance is a big hustle. They always screw you over, anyways. They never reimburse you for anything." So um, so we get the insurance, and then lo and behold, we have problems. There's like flooding, and um, so like the bathtub flooded, and we had like damage insurance and stuff. So the bathroom flooded. 
And, uh, you know, we were supposed to get, uh, like, a free hotel. While, you know, you can't stay in a condo without the bath, with the bath flooding. So we're supposed to cover the thing. But since there wasn't $2,000 damage, it wasn't worthy of it. But we're still paying the premium. You know what I mean? Guys, so in other words, exactly basically, we were playing... We, we were paying State Farm for nothing. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Like, you guys with? I'm like, you know, you just ripped us off. Like, I don't know what we pay you $48 a month for if we have a flood right now. And it was, it was amazing. She made us jump through hoops and get this. So basically, they then told us that it was too cheap, right? So then we just said, screw it. Just get a more expensive plumber, whatever. You know what I mean? They're paying for it anyways. Then it was too expensive. They were like, oh, you should have got something like... It was basically like a back and forth, and then ultimately they didn't do anything for us. Like I just told them to go f themselves. And I've always felt that insurance a big scam. Look at like Hurricane Katrina's and Hurricane Sandy. They always mess with you. Oh no, no, yeah, you've got flood insurance, but this no. is an act of God. That's the or thing. This, you know, this is a windstorm. Like they always just play semantics. No, no, it wasn't a hurricane. Like it was a. Uh, it was just you know extreme weather, and that's different. Like they, they always screw people. Then you got to go to court for ten to mil, million years with these people. Yeah, and know what they do, and they're a big corporation. They'll just drag it out in court, so you're never like going to get your money anyway. You don't have the bill. You have the bills to all these things you own. Who the hell has bills from years ago? I know. And another thing is, know what they do? With the, the bank does this too. It's called protection insurance, right? So if you have like a visa bill, whatever, you pay protection insurance. If something were to happen in your your life, like say you had a heart attack and you couldn't work or whatever, right? So the bank's supposed to take that. So I remember back in the day when uh, when I got laid off a long time ago when we were working for Rogers, I actually went to the bank and said, okay, I've been paying you this $40 a month for how many X amount of years? And then by the time, it's actually hilarious. I did the math, Gabe, and it was less than what I paid into for the insurance. So I'm with you. Insurance is a scam. And uh, they, they screwed me hard. Like, I basically lost thousands of dollars on something. They were supposed to, like, reclaim my bills and stuff. But by the time they go, we paid back this amount, and I paid more into the insurance, which is ridiculous. So why have it? Just a tip for all you guys out there. Yeah, we're giving you not sport picks, but uh, life tips. Be careful. <laughs> Be very careful. <laughs> you know, and you said it, Thank like, you. now... There's these things called, like, yeah, you said it, like acts of God and stuff. Like, I, I see this stuff all the time, and now people are really worried about, like, water's a big thing, like, with flooding insurance and stuff. People still buy it, and they go, nah, it's not this type of flood. It was, the, they, yeah, they, they, they're they really sketchy, man. They'll, if, they, if they don't want to pay you, they won't. They play semantics. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into the National Hockey League. Uh, we got sure. the Las Vegas Golden Knights at Toronto uh, here tonight. Um, so you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, actually, it's pretty crazy. They've been a better road team. They're only three and five at home. Vegas has struggled this year on the road, just two and five. Vegas, as we expected, you know, we, we expected this from Las Vegas. They're now six, seven, six, seven, oh, and one. They're, they're pretty much like we thought that they would be last year was an anomaly when it came out of the gate. Uh, what, what do you make of this game uh, here tonight? The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, the Knights have been playing a little bit better recently, but, uh, you know, even though with the loss of Matthews, Tavares is doing his thing. He's been on fire. The Leafs are, uh, they've had problems scoring at home, but the last game on the road they against Pittsburgh, they look good, but can they do the same at home? I think they're really going to put on a, a performance because they've been play, playing better road hockey. Gabe, I think they're undefeated on the road this year, and they, all the losses have come at home. So it's just one of those things where I really think they step up tonight. It's a really short price at 35 cents. 
They're a better team. Give me the Toronto Maple Leafs, minus 135, minus 140 against uh, Vegas tonight. I think they get it done. Win like, you know, a four, five to two or three hockey hockey game. I actually think it does go over. And now that the Leafs have had real problems with scoring at home, the total's been affected. Usually we see the six and six and a half. Tonight it's five and a half. So four to two game, you win. I kind of like the over there. Hope well, it's not the, a trap. The, Tr- the Toronto Maple Leafs are seven and one to the under on home ice. Yep, exactly. Tonight, though, that's not going to happen. That's that's a trend where I think eventually it's going to go the other way, and they haven't been playing as well at home, and they know that. They've been talking about it all week. They're going to have a concerted effort to play better tonight and score goals. I like the Leafs. Get it done. It's strange. The Leafs, um, They're the Leafs haven't the road, had a good right? home ice advantage in a while, for a while, yeah. You know, I'd rather be good on the road than at home, though, because I think not being good at home is sort of an anomaly. Yeah, eventually you'll start to win some home games. It's kind of, it's it's kind just, of like it's what, just by chance. I loved what you said earlier on in the show about Dallas and watching that game. Like you see all the people in their like their you know their expensive gear and they're like you know sweatshirts and stuff and having yep. like a daiquiri and stuff. Like I was sitting there going, yeah, when your facility is that nice or whatever, like you almost don't like. I want I want to have a building where you're right. I want to see that big fat drunk fan yelling and freaking out, and I want real fan advantage. And that's the problem with the Leaf games still. Those platinum guys. They used to call you call them what the Bay Street bootlickers. Yeah, they go in there for sushi and uh, and roast beef sandwiches and don't come back to the third period, right? Like the fans are all in the from from the middle part and up. All the people at the bottom. It's like the period starts. Where are these people? That's the problem. You know. Yeah, I think there's 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 various teams. There's a lot of teams like this in sport. Actually, it bothers me. Sort of the big, yeah, the big organizations. Sort of one thing that Boston's still done well. You know, even though Boston's so successful. Maybe it's just everyone in Boston's crazy. But, you know, like the Celtics are a successful team, yet their fans are still very engaged and insane. Fenway's still a really tough place to play. They're nut jobs. Uh, the Patriots. Patriots tickets yeah. are pretty expensive. Patriot fans are pretty loud, though, still. Like, Boston is one of the, the rare occasions for a major market. Golden State, you know, the Warrior fans can turn pretty quickly. They're kind of spoiled out there right now on the West Coast. But, yeah, it's true, man. I've seen it. It's the same thing with the Toronto Raptors. Like, the, the people that are Raptor regular season games are completely different than the people that are at the playoff games. Yes. Like, basically, so, you know, like, the, the kids and the hardcore Raptor fan go to the games in a regular season, and it's like a college atmosphere in there. And then when it gets to the playoffs, the, you know, the fat cat rich dudes that didn't go all year – yeah. Or like, oh, the Raptors are playing LeBron James in the playoffs. Let's get courtside seats. Or let's get good seats. And it, it changes the market price, and it boxes out the casual fan. And you got a couple of hardcore fans up in the upper deck, but changes the atmosphere in the arena, Cam. It really does. Yeah. Well, you see the Raptors in the playoffs. You made your point. It's not the same. No, and that's part of it. It's not just LeBron. All right. It's also the fan base. All right, uh, Game Time Decisions, Ready Eat and Rage Radio. We're going to get into some DFS in a 6 o'clock hour. We'll get into our best bets. College basketball is here. We'll take a look at the college basketball board as well. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, uh, we'll get into the college basketball. Full slate of college basketball games. See the Lakers can continue their rebuild and um, their youth movement by signing Tyson Chandler. What a joke. (laughs) I said it before, man. LeBron James doesn't like to play with kids. And then everyone makes excuses for LeBron after. Oh, well, we're looking to play the teams that he plays, the players he's playing with. He's one of wanted Lance Stevenson to come here. Like they, it's amazing. Like they, they get they got rid of Randall. You know, it's amazing. Like everywhere LeBron goes, they get rid of good players and then they make excuses for LeBron after. When it's like LeBron wants to clean house, so he has that excuse built in. It, it really is amazing to me. Yeah. Um, how it's just rinse and repeat, uh, and it happens all the time. And and uh, and also, you know, Luke Walton already on the hot seat right now that um you know, he'll just become another coach that gets fired under LeBron's watch, which for a big star, LeBron's gone through a lot of coaches, too, over the years. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's, it, it gets really annoying, too. And kinda, as a player and a teammate, you're you're kind of like walking on eggshells, right? Because, say, even if you're a good player and you don't work with him, he's going, oh, really? This guy. Like, it's just one of the things. He's, big, he's bigger than the team. He's bigger than the game. And it's pretty ridiculous. I, I think it's nuts. But I got to believe Walton uh, – He's going to last the year, Marantz. Yeah, I, I think things are going to get better in the second half. But uh, just playing with Le- LeBron, it's just uh, it's, it's not it's not a good vibe. It's 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 his show. So we were talking about the Montreal Canadiens taking on the New York Rangers this evening. The Rangers attempt to uh, extend their season high winning streak to four games tonight when they host the Montreal Canadiens in a battle between old school original six teams. Uh, last night, I saw the Canadiens were down three one. But they storm back to beat the Islanders 4-3. Uh, Canadians now 8-4-2 and two on the season. Been very, very good on the road. 3-1-2 and two, um, on the year. One thing the Rangers that sticks out, a big under team at home. 6-1 and one to the under the New York Rangers uh, this year. But the Rangers are struggling earlier. And now they've, uh, they've won three games uh, in a row. Uh, Matt Zuccarello has been playing good hockey. Seven points in his last nine uh, hockey games. Uh, leads uh, leads the Rangers with seven uh, seven assists, and uh, Lundqvist has played well uh, actually uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. Some uh, track record here is four and zero with a shutout and zero point nine four goals against average in his last four starts against the Canadiens. I like the Rangers tonight. I know, yeah, Montreal came back and beat the Islanders last night, but on the back-to-back, you said it, Marenzi, saw that Rangers-Sabres game over the weekend. The Rangers, like, played really well. They won that game 3-1. to one. It's almost a pick-em price. Minus, uh, I see some minus 120s out there. Slight favorite for the Rangers. I think they're getting going to get it done on home ice. Um, a lot, Both of these teams, people are saying how bad they were going to be at the start of the year, and they are both been a pleasant surprise. So got to give both organizations credit. I'll just give the Rangers the edge on the home ice. I think they get it done tonight. Give me the Rangers. All right, uh, Cam's going to pull the trigger on the uh, the Rangers here this evening. 
Sounds like Cam likes uh, the NHL board tonight. I do. I'm looking, I, do. I like to bet all these games, too. Well, there's a million games. Can't bet them all. Two, what else do we have? Can't bet them all. Dallas at uh, Columbus. One thing, Columbus, their first periods have been going over the number at an alarmingly high rate. True. That's been like one of the best bets in the NHL. You've got 8-5-1 Dallas um, in, in Columbus uh, this evening. 7-6-1, Bishop versus Bobrovsky. Dallas has been on the road for a long time. I think tonight's the night it catches up with them. Uh, they got a point out of, uh, versus Boston, losing that game in overtime last night. So I think the Dallas Stars are going to be pretty beat down and tired. As for Columbus, yeah, they're coming back from a road trip, but they've had a little bit of time to get acclimated. Uh, usually you don't like to take that team in the first game back, but I will. I like Columbus tonight because Dallas has been on the road for a long time. Good spot for the Jackets. Give me Columbus, 155. The, the New Jersey Devils are in Ottawa tonight, and so Ottawa plays their first home game since uh, the Ubergate in which, um, you know, they're ripping the coach. One thing with Ottawa, and, you know, they are a pretty bland team, but they're 5-6-3. and three. They're actually one way and win, win away from being a 500-hockey team. So I, exactly. they're not terrible, and it was pretty crazy. They're 6-2 and two at home. <laughs> like, no, it's not. So, the guys on the Senators like are crying like they're the worst team in the league. It's like, guys, you're five, six, and three. How about you shut up and go and win a game, and you'll be a five hundred team. Yeah, and I like Ottawa tonight. Uh, the Devils, uh, we had them last night. Morency is a big pooch, plus 150. I told you the Pittsburgh Penguins are really struggling. Horrible goaltending from Murray. He's he's really struggling right now, and uh, they just can't seem to figure it out, and they're not scoring as many goals as you'd think. But now the Devils, after that win, going into Ottawa, I think the Senators are in a good spot tonight. I'll take the 15 cents with Ottawa as a home dog tonight. You're right. I like, like five or six games in uh, the National Hockey League tonight. I'm not betting the whole board, but I do like a lot. Vancouver at Detroit uh, this evening. Vancouver uh, Canucks on the East Coast. Uh, Canucks are actually another upstart team that not a lot of people had uh, high hopes for or expectations for coming into the year, especially um, uh, with the Sedins uh, being out of the mix uh, right now. But uh, this this kid Peterson's lighting it up. The fifth pick overall, the 2017 draft, uh, Cam. Uh, kid's got uh, nine goals in nine games. Yeah, Patterson, yeah, this kid's, uh, it's insane, Gabe. Like, I, I can't Another believe how good, he, yeah, Patterson. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe how good he is. Like, it, it's sickening. Like, I, I in DraftKings, I was even looking, like, I'm just looking at his points and his numbers. He's just, when he's played, he's only been out a couple games because injuries lighting it up. I think uh, Vancouver's one of those teams, too. It's The National Hockey League's weird. Like, I don't really, like you said it, like, Ottawa, are they that bad? Everyone thinks they're shit. They're not that bad. Rangers, same thing. They're playing better. There's really no, like, doormat loser team that you can like pick on all the time like it's kind of weird detroit are pretty bad yeah detroit are pretty bad but they're i'm just saying the parody between worse in the national football league look at the bills versus the bears what happened in that game the browns versus i'm just saying from when you look at the nhl you're right even even the worst teams can kind of win that's kind of what i'm saying that's why it's good to bet dogs in the national hockey league and uh i think vancouver game they can beat Detroit, so uh, I, I don't love the game, but I would have I have a slight lean to the Canucks at plus twenty cents. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be laying forty cents with uh, the Red Wings, that's for sure. Yeah, I think the wrong team's probably favored here, actually. To be honest, uh, Detroit are only two four and one at home. It's not like they're a good. Uh, it's not like they're a good home team. Meanwhile, the Vancouver uh, Vancouver Canucks are four and four uh, on the road. Busy night in the NHL, as we stated uh, here tonight. Uh, Vancouver at Detroit, then uh, Edmonton. Edmonton uh, were in Washington uh, last night, Cam. Now they they continue the road trip uh, into Tampa Bay today. It's a tough back-to-back situation to be in. 
Sure is. I'd love to take Edmonton, but it's just one of those things that I'm not going to pull the trigger, even though the number looks enticing. Uh, Washington, I was on the Caps last night. It was a situation where, kind of like the Leafs, they weren't playing as well at home, and they really needed to do something about it, and they did, and they beat down Edmonton. So Tampa Bay's, uh, you know how lethal they are, Gabe, but they can also play loose, too. It's like very difficult game. The total six. I'd expect some goals in this game, but eh, I don't know. I wish it was five and a half, but uh, and if it, with anything, maybe the over, I could see some fireworks, maybe, you know, five to three, five to four type of hockey game. Yeah, I'll be passing. I, gotta um, pass I bet one, I bet, I bet one NHL game last night and I freaking lost. Oh yeah. The coyotes. Yeah. That was um, brutal. Yeah. Carolina and St. Louis uh, tonight. Um, so Carolina six six and two. The Blues are four five and three. Here's a pretty bland blah game. See St. Louis are plus one hundred right now. Total five and a half. Battle of L.A. that used to mean something. Uh, now it's not quite the same. Uh, the Ducks are just basically a five hundred team, and the Kings are just beaten down. Kings are only three and seven in their last ten hockey games. Four eight and one on the season. And then finally, in closing tonight, the nightcap. You got the Minnesota Wild. We're actually surprised. I don't think people expected the Wild exactly. to be eight three and one after eleven games. Taking on a San Jose a Shark team and uh, our boy S J Sharky, who you know the Sharks are who we expect them to be. The Sharks are always a pretty good team. They are. They are. Uh, it seems like a short price. Very for consistent. This. They are. I don't. I, I was like I'm talking at, as a franchise. Oh like yeah, If you oh, look yeah. over the last 10, 15 years, the Sharks have won a ton of freaking regular season games. Damn right. They just never win in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the problem. Just hey, they got to the Stanley Cup and couldn't get it done against Pittsburgh. There, they got they've been close. They're before. like the You're Kansas right. City Chiefs of the NHL. Very similar. Yeah, more you know wins I mean? than losses. Yep, they dominate. Like if they were a football team, they'd be twelve and four every year. Like they're they're pretty freaking good in the regular season every year, and they've had good playoff runs. You know, they've made it to the Cup Finals. Not like they haven't. They just never won a cup. But you can't say the Sharks haven't won big playoff series. I mean, they did. They did get to the finals that time. They did, and they, they just ran into a juggernaut. I think the Sharks are still a very good team. Every time they have veteran players that, you know, are getting long of the tooth, the young guys that they call up have always been great. Jones actually hasn't been great as a goaltender for them, Gabe. He's let them down a little bit this year. They got uh, Dell Computers. Sometimes he comes in and gives them a little bit of a bounce. Laying 50 cents tonight against the Wild. Minnesota's been damn good, but I think S.J. Sharkey probably takes care of business tonight. It's not on my betting card yet. Got to look a little deeper into uh, that and- one. NBA basketball tonight. We've got a lighter night uh, in the NBA tonight. Four pack? at Charlotte. Well, this is an ugly yeah. game here. <laughs> yeah. Very ugly. What do you have? It's 11 and a half it's a rough, points. Rough, <laughs> rough, rough one. Yeah, you know sure. what, though? Some teams are just bad, right? Like where, you know, they're, yeah, it's like, yeah, they're a really bad team, but they cover the number all the time. Like there's some teams in the NBA that'll be like they'll have losing records, but they're they're actually pretty good against the spread, or they're at least 500 ATS. You can't just blindly bet against them because their 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 straight up uh, record is what it is. But the Atlanta Hawks are kind of one of these situations that you can. Like the Hawks are three and six straight up, and they're three and six against the spread. Like basically, the Hawks have won a couple of games against bad teams, and they've essentially gotten killed. You know, against everybody else, and that's why they're three and six. It's an eleven and a half number here tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte absolutely murdered them, but it's hard to want to lay eleven and a half points with the Charlotte uh, Hornets. 
But, you know, Charlotte are 7-3 and three against the spread, but they're not normally laying 11.5 points in a game. Great point. They're 4-1 and one against the spread at home. But, like I said, they're normally not 11.5-point favorites. And Atlanta have been terrible on the road. They're 1-4 straight up and 1-4 and against the spread. So you almost can just blindly bet against the Atlanta Hawks on the road on a nightly basis and win. Just not 11.5, though. If it was a less line, I'd look at Charlotte, but... That's a that's a huge number, Marenzi. I think I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna get a pass on that game. I initially was thinking about pulling the trigger with Charlotte. I just I just can't do it at eleven and a half points. It's tough. High total well, in that game. Can't bet every too. game. Two thirty two. Like we're talking uh, about. Yeah, I know. I'm not betting. Can't, every can't game. bet on every game. So you got Washington and Dallas. This game freaking sucks. It does. Like this this game this game blows it blows chunks. Uh, two and seven. The Washington Wizards. The Dallas Mavericks are two and seven, and here's another team with the. Uh, we're getting that feedback again, Cam, with you uh, in the background. I can hear everything I say back. Uh, okay, like I'll reboot at the, at, the, uh, at the break there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Why why that happens? But so yeah, you know, Washington are two and seven. Washington are two and seven straight up, but they're also two and seven against the spread, which shows how bad they've been. You know, at least the Mavericks are two and seven straight up, but they're actually uh, five and four ATS. Tough to trust either team here. Like, if I had to bet it, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I, I don't have to bet it. I'd say oh, you maybe don't. Washington, but yeah, I, I I'm looked not at betting Wa- this game. I don't. I don't. I'm, I have no interest in that game. Yeah, I have. A, I have a slight lean to Washington. Not enough to pull the trigger. Already got bets on the go. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Like. Yesterday, we bet on the Knicks, and it didn't work out. It was one of those ones, hey, it looks good. Well, no, kind of liked it. We both kind of said, yeah, but it's the Knicks. And you know what I mean? When we're trying to build that bankroll, I don't want to just keep on betting games, even if we have, like, a kind of a lean. So I li- I think Washington wins, but I don't like it enough to bet on it. Going to pass. Yeah, learn a bad lesson betting on bad teams. Normally, I don't do that. I got suckered in. Like you said, you get caught up in it. Ooh, this game looks good, and that game looks good. Um Brooklyn at Phoenix tonight, another just steaming pile of crap basketball game. And this is coming from someone who loves the NBA, but, man, come on. You got the Brooklyn Nets. They're 4-6 and six against the 2-7 and seven, uh, two and seven Phoenix Suns. I got nothing on this. I'm not betting on this game. Horrible like, game. You bet on this game, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, you can't say, oh, I can't believe this happened. Just like you and me last night with the Knicks and the Bulls. We bet on a 2-8 and eight team and a 3-7 and seven team. Can we be shocked that it went to double overtime and it was double overtime of ineptness? <laughs> yeah, and no. a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, we almost get we almost deserve the heartbreak for betting on that game. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I have maybe a slight lean to, to Phoenix as a two-point home dog. Not enough to bet on it. Yeah, it's a bad game, and I'm going to pass. Actually, the NBA board tonight blows. Like you, you said, it. it's, just, it's just a rough night, except for the final game. Well, I saved, the best, yeah, I saved the best for yeah. last. Not too bad. This is as good as it gets. This is yeah, good stuff. It is. Well, not quite as good as it gets, but right up there. The 8-1 and one Milwaukee Bucks are in the Pacific Northwest to take on the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, Portland's off to a great start. Remember, they had a good year last year. Um, you know, they got bounced in the playoffs, but they had a good year last year. They're 7-3 and three out of the gate, which is pretty good. And, you know, they're also 7-3 and three against the spread, which is damn good. So they've covered 70% of their basketball games this year. They're plus two. I don't think that Milwaukee should be road favorites at the Rose Garden. Milwaukee are a good team. The Greek freak is awesome. Middleton's great. You know what I mean? They've got good players. I get it. I, I like the Milwaukee Bucks. I respect them. I think the Bucks are a good, uh, I think the Bucks are a good uh, you know, up, up-and-coming team. But 
for them to be two-point road favorites in Portland, I think it's a little bit of disrespect to the Portland Trailblazers who, you know, over the years, Cam, used to be dominant to play there. It was it was hard to play there. Um, you know, the Rose Garden lost its thorn for a couple of years. Yep. Teams went yeah. in there and beat them. They're getting but they're back. starting to get that swagger back at home. And it's a tough place to go and play. I just don't see Milwaukee being justifiably two-point road favorites here. I like the uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I'd lean to the Blazers, too. The Bucks are awesome. They're getting better. You said it. I like a lot of guys on their team, but no way. I don't want to lay uh, road points. Portland, home dog, getting a couple. I, li- I, li- I agree with you, Marenzi. I think that could be a good spot for them. And they understand, too, that Milwaukee's an up-and-coming team in the East. They're at home in the West. Good spot. What do you think about the total? I kind of lean Portland. Uh, it should have a lot of points in this game. 230, uh, I'd expect a lot of uh, offense in this one. What do you think? Yeah, you know, anytime you get these high numbers, I don't know, it could be a battle this one, actually. You know, Portland Portland don't always play in these track meet type of games. Yet, uh, I would lean, it would be over a pass for me, but I'm not forcing it. In fact, I just fired uh, off uh, an email to you uh, with yeah. uh, with tonight. I'm going to jump in on the college uh, stuff. We'll hit the college on the other side. You know what? Uh, DraftKings actually has college basketball back now, too. That's something we haven't talked a lot about, Cam, actually. We'll do it later in the week. College football, DraftKings. Put together yes. a lineup for Saturday. Yeah, that'd be great. We should do, yeah, on the Friday show, we'll do like a millionaire. Uh, Friday lineup. night, we'll have a bunch of games. Well, Friday yes. night, there's always a bunch of college football games, too. True. But you college either... basketball is back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, Andrew, Andrews. Those were, those were the days. Yeah, it's nice to have college basketball back. I don't, I, obviously, I don't think you have a, do you have a college lineup tonight or no? No. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, the, no, we'll get we'll, into the we'll, feel of the season, and then we'll start to figure it out and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, moving on to the future, I like that, too. Yeah, now that I'm the not college saying sports that, is back. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have one yet. Who's to say that I won't by the end of uh, Lineup Lock Live? Good point. Good point. Some of, you know what? Some of my best lineups have been done on the fly on the show here. Dude, I put together an NBA lineup last night on the air. It, it had, like, 330 points again. I doubled my money again. Um, nice. Last week, last week we played all these optimizers, this and all these other things. I just listened to Ricky Sanders, and sort of as he was talking, all right, I like this guy, I like that guy, and I was like, man, I like this guy to go along with this guy. And same crap, I ended up winning, uh, winning money with that lineup too. So um, stay tuned. We're gonna put together a couple of lineups that uh, we're gonna win money with. TFS time, best bets as well coming up next.